You're listening to News Talk, 1090 AM, Effingham, as well as 99.5 W258CQ, Neoga, and now 1077 W299VOX. We interrupt regular programming for the following presentation of high school sports. Now, it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening and welcome to week three of the high school football season. I am Eric Fry and I'll be joined by Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton here on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show to help get you set for all the great high school football action tonight. We have some big games that we'll be looking at tonight, so let's not waste any time. And to kick things off, let's go to Lane Blickham with a look at Charleston, Mattoon, and the Tri-County Titans. Thank you very much, Eric. It was a very festive home opener for the Mattoon Green Wave last Friday. They had the rededication of Gaines Field before they welcomed the Only Tigers. And it didn't take long for the scoring to start. Two receivers to the right side, one to the left. That's the short side of the field. And Trier's going to give the duel again. Angling middle of the field. Lunges for the end zone. He's in, but he lost the football. Now the question is, did he get in? And he did. Football came out after he crossed the goal line. It's a four-yard touchdown for the Greenway Junior. And Mattoon strikes very early here with 11-16 to go in the first quarter of play. It did not take the Greenway very long to get into the end zone. The offensive attack for the Green Wave wasn't limited to the ground, though, as quarterback Slater Trier threw for this touchdown pass. He's going to throw on the run. He's got a receiver. It's caught. Touchdown. I think that was tipped by Olney's uh, defender there right into the hands of the Mattoon receiver, Jake Butler. Butler has his third touchdown of the season in just two games. That's for 20 yards out. Trier has his first touchdown of the night throwing the football. Jake has four catches on the season, three of those have went for touchdowns. With that victory, Matt Toon is now 1-1 one and one on the season, and they'll travel to Highland tonight to take on the Bulldogs, who are also 1-1. One and one. Now, this has been a tough series for the Green Wave in recent memory, and that's been the case for a lot of opponents trying to play against Highland. We'll see how that turns out tonight. Matt Toon at Highland can be heard on 101.3 WMCI, streaming at MyRadioLink.com and on the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Charleston Trojans are off to a 2-0 start after a 56-20 win over the Paris Tigers. Now, 56 is a lot of points, but the Trojans started with a field goal and a safety early in the game last week. Coming into the ball game for the field goal will be Max Weber, the sophomore. Be a 35-yard field goal attempt here for Max Weber. Place down, the kick is up, it will split the uprights, and good. So with 7.51 left to go here in the opening period, Charleston leads Paris by the score of 3 to nothing. It will be third down and 21 to go. Back to pass and getting some pressure. He's going to be sacked. And this is going to be a safety, and Charleston takes a 5 to nothing lead. We had a meeting in the end zone, Rob. It was Ben Coffey, Marcellus balling for the safety. The Paris offensive line did not see Ben Coffey shoot the gap there, and the Paris quarterback, Rodgers, had nowhere to go, and Charleston has five. After that, it was an early ambush for Charleston. Went on to a 56-20 to win over the Paris Tigers. So a strong 2-0 start for the Trojans as they embark on a long road trip tonight to Jersey Community High School in Jerseyville, Illinois. Jersey is 1-1 one one so far on the season. A loss to Roxana in week 1, 27-0, and a win at Freeburg last week, 
27-21. So this is the first home game for Jersey Community High School. You can hear Charleston and Jersey coming up tonight on Victory 103.9, online at MyRadioLink.com and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Last Friday, the Tri-County Titans fell to 0-2 with a 16-0 loss to Saragordo Bement. There was a long delay in the third quarter, a serious injury on the field, stopped the game for quite some time, but the outlook is looking positive now for that situation. Meanwhile, the Titans are just trying to get in the win column. They were on the doorstep a couple of times last week, but could not punch it in. In fact, one time when they were about ready to go in for a go-ahead score, it turned completely the opposite way. First and goal from the nine for Tri-County, trailing 3-0, 37 seconds to go in the first half. Pollock fakes, rolls left. He got wrapped up. He fumbled the ball. It's picked up by Saragordo Bimet. On the run is Benger in the open field. He's going to take it back for a defensive score for CGB. Bettinger crosses the goal line. He's in, and it's 9 nothing Broncos. Well, Saragordo couldn't have asked for anything better there. That was a, an amazing defensive play. Bettinger stripped it, picked up the bouncing football, and there was nobody back there. He just had to simply not fall down on the way to the goal line. 85-yard fumble return for a touchdown for Ian Bettinger. Taking it one step further into the second half, Tri-County had a pass intercepted at the goal line as they once again tried to go in but were denied. The Titans now 0-2 on the season face Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond in Oakland tonight. You can hear the game on 92 on the Axe, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks for that report, Lane. Now let's see and check in on the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland got another big win last week over Sagamon Valley, 41-14. to That is now two straight weeks that this Pirate offense has scored more than 40 points to start off the season. It has been the running game that has done all the heavy lifting, specifically Blake McMeekin, who last week rushed for 287 yards. In fact, this season, McMeekin is averaging 228 yards a game. And as a team, the Pirates are averaging 409 yards on the ground per game. Now, the big question is, can the Pirates keep it going against the best team that they have seen this season in Sullivan? Sullivan's coming off a dominating win over Arcola last week, 54-6. Sullivan's been led by their rushing attack as well as they're averaging 321 yards a game, but they are not one-dimensional as they're also averaging 178 yards a game through the air. Will the Pirates' defense step up to the challenge tonight to slow down the Sullivan offense? Tune in to WCRA at 7 p.m. to find out. Now, let's take a look at the FEM Hearts, and for that, we go to Travis Sparks. Thank you so much. Last week, FEM lost a heartbreaker, no pun intended, 36-30 to in double overtime against Mount Carmel. The game started out in a defensive struggle, and it was filled with a lot of punts. Mount Carmel scored with less than 10 seconds to go into the second quarter to take a 7-0 lead into the locker room. Both teams having very little opportunities to get things going and get into the end zone. FEM would get it going, however, in the third quarter. Back-to-back touchdowns from Gage Gillum connecting with Andrew Lotz for a 61-yarder. And Gillum sneaking it in from one yard out to put the Hearts on top, 14-2-7. From there, it was punch, counterpunch, punch again, and things would get interesting late as Mount Carmel connected on a big pass play to set them up inside the red zone. And after a touchdown got called back due to a false start, the Aces were forced to settle for a field goal 
uh, put them on top 24 to 21 with 15 seconds left. They kick off and a no timeouts left for the Hearts. Hope looked bleak. Weldon Dunstan had other ideas. He feels inside the five yard line. Tries to find room to run. He's out to the 30. He might have a chance here. He's got it at the 50. He breaks free. And he's going to be picked up at the 10 yard line. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. What a return by Weldon Dunstan. He would actually return it to the 25-yard line, and I talked to Coach Hefner earlier this week to talk about that run back. It's a heck of a job by him, our return team, to you know mm-hmm. stay on their blocks and finish them and get out there and go, and then um, you know a heck of a kick by Michael to, to give us a chance in overtime. And that would also set the stage for Coach Heft to send out Michael Stefton for the tie. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and it is good! Yes! Good! Yes! Stefton, wow, clutch, we're tied. Wow. 42-yard boot. What a clutch kick there by Stefton, and they were all tied up at 24 going into overtime. FEM would score first on a Gillum to Brody Belcher seven-yard touchdown pass, but Stefton would miss the extra point. Leaves the door open for Mount Carmel just slightly. The Aces on their possession scored it to tie it up at 30 and this is how it went. Kick up, and it's so good! Wow, he pushed it wow. up, too! Wow. No good! How crazy is that? Two missed extra points would send the game to a second overtime. Sisson would connect with Andrew Gillahan for their third touchdown connection of the night, and that would make it 36-30 to Mount Carmel. FEM was faced with a fourth and goal, and unfortunately, they called up the play that worked all night, but the ball just went off the fingertips of Hunter Reed. That would end a thrilling 36-30 Mount Carmel victory in double overtime. Yeah, two guys open, just unfortunately didn't get the ball to either one of them, and like I said, you get a chance to make plays, you got to make them, and we needed to make one more and didn't. That along with a handful of other plays probably ended up costing us, and that's that's what hurts when you've got you can go back and analyze. There were a number, probably four to six different plays that could have sealed it for us, and we didn't we didn't get it done. FEM Falls 2 will 1-1, one and one, and then they will take on a very familiar opponent in the non-conference realm, the Knights of Breeze Modern Day. Since 2004, Modern Day is 14-5 against FEM, but things have gone the heart's way lately. They've won three out of the last five matchups including a playoff win at Breeze in 2019. And the Hearts are 3-5 and five overall at home against Modern Day, and that's where the game is tonight. Clarkson Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. So FEM has that going for them. Yeah, you know, we've had a heck of a battle with them, you know, ever since I've been here. And, you know, they're very well coached. They're going to be big and physical. And, and uh, you know, so they're coming off a tough, controversial loss last week. So, um, you know, they won in week one, so I'm sure, you know, it's a big one for them, too. So it should be a heck of a battle. And it's also Military Appreciation Night, a tradition that has been going on in FEM for the last several years. Our kids look forward to it, you know, different jersey, different decals. You know, it's, it's kind of a neat thing that's taken off here, and we take a lot of pride in that. So, you know, a big one because of that, and then a big one because we need a win. Always exciting to bring out those camo jerseys. They should look very spiffy. Last year, Effingham pitched a shutout and got the win over Breeze Monday, 17 to nothing. 
And now I will throw it back to you. Thanks, Travis. Look forward to the next chapter of the Effingham Modern Day Rivalry tonight. Now, let's check in on the South Central Conference. And for that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome to week number three of the high school football season. Just think after tonight, we will be one-third of the way through the regular season in high school football. In the South Central Conference, some um, uh, big matchups for this week. The Vandals are back at home for the second week in a row, a rarity during the regular season for sure. Vandals 1-1 one and one coming off their 21-7 victory over the Staunton Bulldogs this past week. They will host the Carlinville Cavaliers. Carlinville started off the season with a win over Litchfield and lost last week to Pena. They've got a dominant running back in the name of Jack Rouse. He ran for over 200 yards in week one against Litchfield, but struggled a little bit running the football against Pena in week two. But Vandals football coach Jason Clay says he knows Carlinville coaching staff will make big adjustments. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's obviously a good, a good back, and I think he's got 51 carries in two games, so um, obviously he's a guy, and they're going to try to saddle him up and ride him, but, um, you know, they're good coaches, too. They'll they'll be working on things this week that uh, maybe they didn't do so well, uh, whether it be in the passing game or complimentary plays to him running and try to open things up, so, you know, obviously give them credit for, you know, for being a good staff, and, and uh, we'll have to be prepared to stop the him in the run game and also the pass game and and like I said they're going to be looking to improve and they're going to be uh, fired up after losing last week and, and expecting to come in here and, and get back on the winning track. So both teams come into the week at one and one and both teams have matched up with some very good games over the past several years. Carlinville coach Chad Easterday says watching the Vandals on film shows him that they are very similar coming into week three. They're, they're, they're a really like a mirror image of us. They have some young kids playing in some key spots, and then you know, obviously the experience they have at quarterback, and that is, is, is something you just can't replace um, year after year. So, uh, you know, we have the same, but uh, he's very explosive, and they seem to, when he goes, they go. So we'll have our work cut out for us, keeping him contained. It'll be the Vandals hosting the Carlinville Cavaliers tonight at Mark Greer Field. Game time, 7 p.m. We'll have the broadcast for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia Radio app. Some other games around the South Central Conference for tonight. We have an undefeated matchup tonight at Pena. Southwestern's 2-0. They will be at Pena tonight. The Panthers also 2-0 coming into that one tonight. The Greenville Comets will be on the road with their 2-0 record. They will be at Gillespie to take on the 0-2 Miners tonight. Hillsboro coming off their loss to Greenville last week. They're 1-1 on the season. They will be at 0-2 Staunton coming up tonight. 1-1 North Mac will be at 0-2 Litchfield tonight. Litchfield 0-2, but they have played better, put a lot of points on the board through their first two weeks of the season. So, recapping the matchups tonight, the 1-1 Carlinville Cavaliers will be at the 1-1 Vandals tonight. 2-0 Greenville at 0-2 Gillespie. 1-1 Hillsboro at 0 and to Staunton. The 2-0 Southwestern Piasaw Birds will be at Painted to take on the Panthers, who are also 2-0. And the 1-1 North Mac Panthers will be at the Purple Panthers tonight at Litchfield. The Purple Panthers are 0-2. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week number three. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks very much, Todd. That Vandalia-Carlinville game should be a good one tonight. Now, let's take a look at some other action in our area. Starting with the Apollo Conference, 1-1 Muhammad travels to 0-2 Quincy Notre Dame. It'll be 2-0 Mount Zion that will host 2-0 Salem in a battle of unbeatens. And 2-0 Taylorville will head to 0-2 Columbia. 
In other Lincoln Prairie Conference action, 1-1 Arcola will travel to 0-2 Argenta. 1-1 Sagamon Valley, they will host 1-1 Sarah Gordo. And Villa Grove will look to get their first win of the season as they head to 1-1 Nokomis. In the Illini Conference action for tonight, 2-0 Casey will travel to 0-2 Newton. It'll be 2-0 Lawrenceville that'll host 0-2 Olney. 1-1 Paris will head to 0-2 Marshall. And the Robinson Maroons will try to get their first win of the season, but it'll be against 1-1 Mount Carmel. Finally, in Central Illinois Conference action, 1-1 Tuscola will host 2-0 Farmington. It'll be 1-1 Clinton traveling to 1-1 Eureka. 1-1 Warrensburg will host 0-2 Sharon. And in a matchup of former Central Illinois Conference foes, 1-1 Central A&M will take on 0-2 Decatur St. Teresa. And that game will be played at Milliken University. Finally, 2-0 Shelbyville will host 2-0 St. Louis Roosevelt. But that game will be taking place tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Well, that wraps things up for the Cromwell Media Group pre-game show. I'd like to thank Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton for joining me. And we would all like to thank all of you for listening. Now, let's take you to the booth for your game as we're just moments away from kickoff for week three of the high school football season. Batten down the hatches. The Cumberland Pirates be coming. Head off again to Cypher. Wait for him to look inside. He's got a big hole. He's got one man to beat. Down the sideline. He's going to carry that man. Still carrying him all the way into the end zone. Caught by Cumberland at the 15-yard line. Got a block. He's got another one. He's got a big hole. He's going to bounce to the outside. 50, 45, 40, 35, 50. Got the kick of the beat. 20, 25, 15, 10, 5. And an opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown. Cumberland Pirate. Pitch it, and it's going to be a fumble in the backfield. Deep in the backfield. It's going to be picked up by Cumberland in for a touchdown. He's going to step on the defender. He's going to dive through. It's now time for Cumberland Pirates football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA.
Good evening and welcome to Cumberland High School for tonight's contest between the Cumberland Pirates and the Sullivan Oconaw Valley Redskins. My name is Eric Fry. We're going to have all the action for you tonight in what should be a fantastic game here at Cumberland. Cumberland enters tonight's contest at 2-0 on the season with wins over Sagamon Valley as well as Sarah Gordo in weeks 1 and 2. And it has been the ground game that has been the key contributor for the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland this season is averaging 409 yards a game. That's right, 409 yards a game on the ground. And it's been basically Blank McMeekin. He's got 457 yards total. He's averaging 228 a game. That's an average of 228 a game through two games. Also, uh, Grant Kaiser has 232 yards on the season. He's averaging about 116 yards a game as well. So it's been all about the Cumberland Pirate rushing attack because the passing attack hasn't been there. Cumberland has gone one for four for 15 yards as far as passing the football. So not a whole lot of passing for the Pirates. We'll see if that is something they'll have to do tonight because the Sullivan team, they can do both. They can rush the ball very well, and they can throw the ball. Come, uh, Sullivan enters at 2-0 and as well, including last week a big 56-6 win against uh, 54-6, excuse me, win against our Throw the ball. Sullivan enters at 2-0 and as well, including last week a big 56 Two six win against uh, fifty four to six. Excuse me, win against Arcola. Then they won thirty nine twenty five over Villagrove in week one. So this is a team in Sullivan that can run the football. They're averaging three hundred twenty one yards a game as well, and they can also pass the football as they are averaging through the air uh, one hundred seventy eight yards a game. One hundred seventy eight yards a game through the air for the Sullivan team, and it's all behind their quarterback, Cooper Christensen, the junior quarterback. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, the Sullivan team was playing good last year, and their last year in the CIC, Christensen went down, got injured, and then it was, uh, you know, kind of downhill from there for Sullivan Okaw Valley. But this year it feels like the Sullivan team is really good, and they made a statement last week with their win against Arcola. We'll see if the Pirates can respond and be prepared for tonight. And if Cumberland's going to get the win tonight, what they have to do is they have to limit turnovers. Cumberland, four turnovers through two games already. That's uh, a little high, especially taking on a good team like this Sullivan team. They also have to limit the penalties last week as well up in Sagamon Valley. Cumberland went uh, four penalties for 40 yards. You can't have that. They can't have those penalties against good teams. And the Pirates are playing a good team here tonight. So we'll have to see. If the Pirate defense, which has looked pretty good most of the season, can stand tall, but they did look a little weak against the pass last week up in Sangamon Valley at times. Now, Coach said postgame, hey, we knew that they were just going to run around and throw it up to their one receiver, and he's their best player, and he was able to come down with some balls. But still, I think you have to be a little concerned if you're the Cumberland Pirates taking on this high-potent offense of Sangamon Valley. And can your defense withstand it, and can your offense keep up with it? That's going to be the two battles tonight can the pirate defense stop sullivan Oka valley offensively and can the pirate offense keep up with them um you know cumberland's done a good job of not really having to punt it a lot this season but again the turnovers that could possibly be be a factor if the pirates let it so we have to you know if cumberland you got to protect the ball you got to be safe with it you got to make smart decisions with it and i look for that running attack to try and you know the, the line 
play is going to be very key tonight for the Pirates, both offensively and defensively. Offensively, to get those holes opened up for the running attack to come in. And defensively, you want to put some pressure on Christensen. But again, he can run the ball as well. He's averaging over 100 yards a game rushing the football. So Sullivan's a good team, and it's going to be a good one here in Cumberland. You are listening to the first Neighbor Bank pregame show on WCRA. I want to thank our sponsors for making it possible. Scott's Building, Evapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank, of course, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holstein, Slap, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Fire Toledo, and Toledo Democrat. We already had the coin toss a little bit earlier, and the Pirates got the win in that. They elected to defer, so it will be the Sullivan offense on the field first here tonight to take on this Pirate defense. So we'll get a good test early on of this Cumberland defense. Can they stand tall? Can they stop this attack, both rushing and passing, of Sullivan? Sullivan is a team that, you know, they went through a lot of bad years, a lot of bad years. Uh, did this Sullivan team they took last year off, didn't play at all, uh, two years ago, excuse me, last year was looking good. Quarterback went down, and, you know, they ended up missing the playoffs again. This year, they're looking good. They're looking good through two weeks. And, again, you know, if they win here tonight, I mean, that's a win over Billy Crow, Arcola, and uh, Cumberland. If Sullivan was able to win tonight, that's three of the top teams in the Lincoln Prairie consistently year after year. The only one missing there is Arthur, and Sullivan will play Arthur in week nine. But other than that, that is, you know, the kind of the, the – the lifeblood of the Lincoln Prairie, you know, every year, you know, you're going to have Villa Grove be a playoff team. You know, you're going to have Cumberland at the top of the conference and Arcola also at the top of the conference as well. And Sullivan went out and destroyed Arcola last week. They played very well and got the win over Villa Grove the week before that. Now, Cumberland, you know, competition-wise, would you say maybe had a little bit easier competition week one and two, possibly taking on Sarah Gordo as well as Sangamon Valley. Both those teams uh, now one and one on the season. After Cumberland beat them, uh, Sangamon uh, Valley one week one against Tri County, Saragordo one week two against Tri County. So we'll have to see. This is going to be Cumberland's first big test of the season. This is a tough stretch for the Pirates coming up as Cumberland, after tonight's contest, it doesn't get any easier for the Pirates here on a beautiful night in Cumberland. Glad you're tuned in with us. But uh, Cumberland, after tonight's contest, will be on the road next week taking on Villa Grove, and that will be a possible must-win if you're Villa Grove right now. They're sitting there at 0-2. They fall to 0-3. It's definitely going to be a tough luck. But then after that, Cumberland is home for Arthur and Arcola. So this stretch here, Sullivan, Villa Grove, Arthur, and Arcola, probably the toughest stretch in the Pirates' schedule. That's four straight weeks of playoff-caliber teams that you're going to have to try and beat if you're the Cumberland Pirates. And uh, we'll see if the Pirates can do that. We're going to take a break when we come back. We will have the opening kickoff. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in Tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. 
They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper, says, Let's go, Pirates! This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School, as the Pirates make their way out onto the field, of course, carrying old red, white, and blue there with the seniors. And uh, this Pirate team, like we said, is going to have their work cut out for them tonight, I think, uh, with this Sullivan offense. And a good crowd here tonight from both sides. Lots of Sullivan fans we see across the way here from our vantage point. And, well, lots of uh, Pirate fans here in the stands up here in Cumberland. For what should be, like we said, a great matchup. Cumberland is going to be in their all-blue jerseys, blue pants, blue shirts with yellow numbers on them, as well as yellow stripes with the white helmets, as well as the Pirate logo on those helmets. Sullivan Oklahoma Valley is going to be in white tops with a black pants and red numbers as well as white helmets as well. So two white helmets here tonight. This battle between the Pirates and the Redskins. Glad you're with us here on WCRA. Should be a good one here tonight. As again, it will be Cumberland kicking off. They defer to the second half. Sullivan will be returning. They'll be traveling left to right on your radio dial. And it's not much of a wind here tonight. A little cloudy. Uh, as I was driving up here, I thought maybe there was a chance of rain, but looking at the radar, not any rain chances. But there is a big gray cloud just kind of hanging over the field here at Cumberland. So a little bit of cloud cover. It's a little cooler out here than it has been in the past couple of weeks. But, hey, we'll take it after those hot, hot temperatures. So perfect night for some September football action here as we will be sure to keep you updated by looking at our Area scoreboard brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of all the other high school action going on tonight. And don't forget, fighting a line eye in action tonight as well. Trying to get you a score update on that one when we can. So uh, Cumberland, like I said, will be kicking off, and they break the huddle, and we are just about ready to begin. And we'll be Nebel to kick off. He's got his tee down at the 40, and that is where the Pirates will be kicking off from for Sullivan. It will be Fryman back deep to return, as well as it looks like Corkill as well back to return for Sullivan, Okaw Valley. We await the kick, and there it is. The short little squib kick It will be controlled by Sangamon, or by uh, Sullivan and brought down at about the 44. It just kind of popped up there. I don't know if that was intended or not, um, but Sullivan was able to easily corral it. They'll take over first and 10 at their own 44-yard like line is where Sullivan will take over, and that is where Cooper Christensen will come out with this offense. Christensen. Like I said, he can do both on the ground and through the air. He'll come out shotgun with four wide receivers, one running back on his left-hand side. Takes a snap, looking to throw immediately. He's looking left down, comes back to the right, throws it over to the right-hand side. It's going to be incomplete. He was looking for his man on the right sideline. That was Bollinger, one of his favorite targets. It hit off his hand and just fell incomplete. That'll bring up second 10, but throwing it early was Sullivan. And it looked like uh, Christian was looking to his left and then didn't see what he liked over there, so he immediately came back to his right and found a man open on the flat, just unfortunately just couldn't quite get that ball in there. Hit his hands and fell to the ground. So it will now be second 10. 
Shotgun again, three wide receivers on the left-hand side, running back on the right-hand side, one long receiver on the right-hand side as well. Big snap, going to hand it off, looking for some running room. Up the middle, not a lot there, maybe a gain of two. Good stop by the Pirate defense. That was Fryman on the carry, and he's down and on the ground, and he has yet to get up. As Fryman will give him three on the carry, but like we said, he is currently down. And Oh, excuse me, that's one of the linemen down. That's Wyatt Ponyer, who is down for Sullivan. So we will step aside. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. It's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. All the way from home, pay from anywhere with First Neighbors Online Banking and Mobile App. First Neighbor Banking, Green Up and Toledo, FirstNeighborBank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game and let's go, Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer you're listening to cumberland pirates football on wcra welcome back as that lineman wyatt uh pointer the senior will make his way over to the sideline with the help of his teammates he'll be tended to so we'll be third down third and seven here for sullivan Oakaw valley 11 45 left to go in this first quarter still nothing nothing just getting underway here at cumberland Cumberland defense stopped the pass on the first play, stopped the run for minimal gain on the second play. Sullivan will come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. One running back on the right-hand side. Now going to move one man in motion from right to left. Takes a snap. Just Christian. He's looking to throw it. Looking downfield. He's going to throw it up. It's going to be knocked away. It's intercepted. Blayman Neekin with the interception. Back the other way. He's to the 40 and forced out of bounds. He just took it right out of his hands. And it'll be an interception for the Pirates. And Cumberland will take over in Sullivan territory. I couldn't tell if he uh, if he got it or not, but he intercepted it around the 40, returned it about, uh, they're going to say, 20 yards on the return, and the Pirate offense will take over. Great job by Blake McNeekin, as I thought it was just batted down to the ground, but no, Blake said, uh-uh, I got this in my hand, and he was kind of surprised. I think he got it, and now this Pirate offense will take over. Carmelo will come out wishbone. Come out jumbo in the wishbone. Behind Olmstead. Olmstead takes a snap. Going to hand it off to McNeek. Looking for some running room on the right-hand side. Bounce off of one tackle. Trying to bounce off another. He's going to be brought down after gain about about four. So we'll say a four-yard gain there. Make it second and six as the Pirates with a golden opportunity here early to try and get some points on the board. Olmstead and company. Olmstead on the sideline getting the play from Coach. As that was a gain of four on that first one for McNeekin. I'm sure one of many for McNeekin tonight. They'll come out again in the wishbone. McNeekin the deep back. 
Going to hand it off to McNeekin, looking for running room on the right side. Bounces outside. Now contrast cut back in, and maybe a gain of about uh, two or three. We'll say it's about a three-yard gain. That'll bring up third and seven. There's not a whole lot of running room there for Blake. They tried to make a hole for him. He was bounced outside, just couldn't get it. So Cumberland now with a third down play of their own. Looks like about third and four here with just under 10 minutes left to go first quarter. Well, this time, Pirates will line up in the eye formation. Bierman, the line out on the left-hand side. Meekin is the deep back with Kaiser there as well. Cumberland's letting the play clock kind of wind down a little bit. And now they'll take this down. They're going to hand it off to Kaiser, looking for some running room up the middle. He'll get a couple, but he's going to be short of the first. I'll say two. Gain a two on that one by Grant Kaiser. And that'll bring us to a fourth and two for Cumberland. And I think here you got to go for it. I mean, it's it's fourth down, fourth and two. Yeah, fourth and two. Ball is on the Sullivan 32-yard line. So, I mean, I think from this point, I mean, you got to go for it. You're deep in deep enough in Sullivan territory. Why not take a shot and try and try and get pick this up here, especially fourth and two? So, come on, line up in the wishbone again. Olmstead hands it off to McMeekin. He's looking for running room on the right-hand side. He's going to get away from one tackler. He's going to dive right at the pylon, and I think he got it. Yes, they're going to give him the yard, and it'll be a first down for the Pirates. Good good running attack, good running there from Blake McMeekin. He needed two. We got three. He went right at that pylon. Uh, the, the, the chain gang had to make a quick evasive action. But they were able to get out of there. So it will be first and 10 Cumberland ball on the 29-yard line of Sullivan. And, again, Cumberland trying to drain this clock. And this may be an effective strategy for the Pirates. You know, we talked about their running attack and how potent it's been. So I like this idea of just using up that play clock. Just, you know, keep the ball out of Sullivan's hands. Line up high formation, play clock down to five seconds, Olmstead. McMeekin, the deep back, is going to hand it off to McMeekin on the misdirection. Not a lot of running room. In fact, they're going to lose two. Loss of two for McMeekin. And then it'll bring up second and 12. Ball on the 31. So, again, the Pirates need to get some blocking up front if they're going to want to use this strategy of just draining the clock all night. But, again, I, I don't mind this strategy at all. The Pirates will take their time again. Black like winding down. They'll come out shotgun this time. Three receivers on the right-hand side, one on the left. Olmstead got Kaiser beside him. Going to take the snap. Quick screen pass over to McNeekin. He's going to make the catch. Goes forward and down. Oh, ball may be on the ground. I think it's on the ground. They're going to say it's Sullivan football on the fumble. So a fumble... On the Pirates. That one was on McMeekin, and it will be Sullivan taking back over. So both defenses have come through, made plays here early on. And it will be first and 10 Sullivan. This time the ball will be on their own 24-yard line. 
That's where Christensen will come out. I was not expecting a defensive battle here early on. But that looks like what we have, at least here, still in the first quarter. Christensen will come out shotgun. Three receivers on his right-hand side. One receiver on his left. Takes a snap. Going to keep it himself on the option. Trying to drive forward. Good play. Got tripped up at the line. I believe that was by Harmon. Be about a three-yard gain by Christensen. I believe, like I said, I believe that was Zach Harmon who reached his foot out and got him, or his hand out and got him. We'll bring up second down, second and seven. After the gain of three, shotgun again for Sullivan. One running back on the left-hand side. Receiver split on evenly on both sides. Christensen looking to throw, looking to his left side. Going to throw it up. He's got a man. He's going to be caught. Back to the way. Spin move, and he couldn't get away. He'll be down at about the 35-yard line. That was a catch by Bollinger, his first of the night. And it will be enough for a first down. He'll be able to gain seven on that one. Just enough for the first, and it'll be first and 10, Sullivan. All at the 35-yard line. Still in, Sullivan's still in their own territory. Sullivan taking their time coming out of the huddle now. As we're already closing in on less than six to play in this first quarter. Shotgun with a wing back for Sullivan. Takes snap, he's going to pitch it out to his running back on the left-hand side, looking to stiff arm one man, but he's going to be tripped up in the backfield. Right make him with the tackle. And we'll say that that is a loss of about three yards. That was Fryman on the carry. Trying to pitch and, and kind of sweep it out to the left-hand side and be able to sit on one man, but Blake was right there and pulled him down. So it'll bring up second and about 12 for Sullivan. And again, defensive battles, not what I was expecting here in this in this game. I was expecting both these, these high-powered offenses just kind of go up and down the field, but so far both defensive has shown that they're tough enough. Shotgun again for Christensen. He's got three receivers on his right-hand side. One receiver on his left. Going to take the snap, rolls out to his right, looking to throw. He's going to throw it. It's going to be too high and incomplete. He was once again looking to Ballinger, but it bounces off his hands, and he'll bring up third down. I mean, he he's had his receivers in space, has Christensen, unfortunately, it, just a little too high here, a little to the left here. And then that interception from Blake, I mean, Blake just took it from him right out of his hands. So it'll be third down, third and long, third and about 12 for Sullivan. They face another third down. Still nothing, nothing here. 5.54 left to go in this first quarter. It'll be shotgun. Five wide for Christensen. Three receivers on the right, two on the left. Takes the snap, looking to throw. He's looking right, looking right, still looking right. Going to air it across the middle. It's going to be caught right there in the middle of the field by Bollinger. He's going to get a uh, block downfield, and that'll do it. He's going to go all the way in for a touchdown, and Sullivan strikes first with a big touchdown. Touchdown, Sullivan, on the big pass play. That is a 65-yard passing touchdown. To Bollinger. And Sullivan will strike first. Here with 5.42 left to go in the first quarter. The lineup for the extra point. Extra point will be England to kick. 
There's that ball down. It's a little short of a snap, but he's able to get it up and good. Extra point is good. So Sullivan leads 7 to nothing. We'll be back here with more Pirate Football on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. And our first score of the night is by Sullivan on the 65-yard touchdown pass from Christensen to Mullinger. Crossed the middle, hit him mid-stride, and then he got a great block downfield. That sprung him free all the way down the sideline. Now the Pirate offense will have to respond. Cumberland got one first down on their first drive. It was uh, fourth and two. They ended up converting and going for it. But other than that, that Pirate offense didn't do a whole lot there early on. As England has the ball teed up, he'll kick it off. A little squib kick, and it's going to go out of bounds. That'll be a penalty. As the kick rolled immediately out of bounds. So Cumberland will take over, I believe, with the 40. Check that, I think the 35. I mean, Cumberland could have them re-kick if they wanted to. But no, so they're going to take over at the 35, it looks like. So it'll be first and 10, Cumberland ball on their own 35-yard line. And we'll have to see if we see some life out of this Pirate offense. Shotgun, two running backs in the backfield with Olmstead. That's Kaiser and McNeekin back there. Going to move McNeekin in motion left to right. Handoff will go to Kaiser looking for ring room left-hand side. He fumbled it, and it's on the ground, and that'll be a turnover on the Pirates. First play, and it'll be a fumble and a turnover, and we talked about this before the game. That one will go on Kaiser. As it will be first and 10, Sullivan now. Ball on the 34-yard line. As this Pirate offense just can't seem to get out of its own way sometimes. Unfortunately, just turn over the ball. Turnovers have been killer for the Pirates this season. So we're waiting on the spot of the football. There it is. So it will be first and 10, ball in the 34 for Sullivan. And Sullivan here with an opportunity to go up by two. They're coming out from the shotgun for Christensen. He's got three receivers on the left-hand side. Got him with one man in motion. Quick snap. He's going to look to throw and set up the screen. He's got the screen to Bollinger. Bollinger makes the catch. He's going to the left side. Gets another block downfield. we got two penalty flags on the field, so we're waiting. I see one in the backfield and one up by where uh, the big block was. So we'll wait before I mark anything officially down, but there was a penalty in the backfield. The official called it immediately. 
So this one may not even count. It may be an illegal procedure, possibly, if they have that man in motion. I don't know if he got set or not. As they're having, it will be on Sullivan. I see the ref over there talking to McNeekin. As Christensen was trying to get his words in with the ref, and the ref was like, you just back away for a moment. Hold on. You guys had a penalty. And now the ref explaining the penalty to Christensen. Illegal procedure declined, but there was, I believe, a targeting penalty. Oh, block in the back, excuse me. And so that'll be a penalty on Sullivan, their first of the night, and it will be a big one. That'll be a 15-yard from the spot of the foul. So 15 yards on that one. And so instead it will be, instead of being a first down for Sullivan, it's still a first down, but it'll be first and about 16 uh, first and first and fifteen for Sullivan. Christensen will come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right hand side. One lone receiver on the left, running back on the right side as well as Fryman. He's gonna look to throw. Stepping up into the pocket, throws it to the right side. It's gonna be caught. Down around the thirty. Makes one man miss. Still on his feet down to the 35, 20, 25, and he's gonna go in. Touchdown, Sullivan. Sullivan with another touchdown. It was four lines on the catch. And that one will go for 44 yards and a touchdown. And turnovers, once again, hurt the Pirates. 14 points. They're all 13 points now for Sullivan off of turnovers. As they take a 13-0 lead here as we await the extra point. Here with 4.50 left to go in the first quarter. England lined up. There's a snap, ball's down, kick up, it's on the way, right down the middle, and it's good. 14-0, Sullivan leads here with 4.50 left to go in the first quarter. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. As Once again, we talked about a pregame. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Two turnovers already here early on for the Pirates and resulted in 14-0 lead for Sullivan. There's the kick, and that one looks like it's angling out of bounds, and it will stay in bounds, and it will be fell on. A good kick by England. It'll be falling on by the Pirates at about the 28-yard line. That one just kind of scooted along the the line and didn't go out of bounds. And at at some point, you have to think, Cumberland may have to go to the passing game. And it's not something we've seen the Pirates and Olmstead and company really do a lot of this year is throwing the football. So they may have to get to a point 
You're already down 14 nothing here. I know it's still early, but the rushing attack just hasn't been there at all for Cumberland. Pirates will come out kind of a bunched formation with dual wingbacks. And, oh, it's a Wildcat. It's going to go to McNeekin. McNeekin trying to run it on the Wildcat, and it's going to be a gain of about uh, two. Two-yard gain by McNeekin on the Wildcat. Better extent to McNeekin. And it's not a lot of running room against this Sullivan big-body lineman. Sullivan's got a lot of big bodies up front. This pirate offensive line thus far just hasn't been able to create those holes we've been seeing in weeks one and two. I'll try again here. Make it second and seven. They'll line up again. Wildcat again. As McMeekin will take the snap. He's looking for a running room right side. Breaks one tackle, breaks another. He's down at least for a first down. He's going to be brought down at about the 39-yard line. So we'll give him nine on the carry for McNeekin. It will be a first down for the Pirates. Just their second first down of the night. Maybe Cumberland trying to get a little creative here on offense. Again, we always, you know, you always hear you want to get the ball in your playmaker's hands as soon as you can. And obviously, Blake McNeekin is the playmaker. How many more times can you keep doing it? They're going to try it again. McNeekin lines up. No, check that. That's Olmstead this time. Got a bunch. They're going to move one man in motion. Olmstead's going to keep it himself. Looking for running room up the middle. Not a whole lot there. Maybe a gain of about two. On the carry by Olmstead. As he calls his own number. They make it second and eight. I mean, the Pirates moving the ball little bit by little bit, but not a whole lot. That may be the kind of game this is going to be for Cumberland. It may be a, a game where you're just taking, you know, three yards, four yards here, three yards there, two yards here, and it's trying to work your way down the field. As we have less than three to go in the first quarter, Pirates trail 14 nothing. Here as we look at the Vapco Midwest scoreboard. Pirates coming up on a second eight, ball on their own 42. So, again, they moved the ball on this drive. They're going to come out again, Wildcat. This time it's McNeekin in the backfield. Takes snaps the high snap. He's able to corral it, looking for a running room on the right side, trying to bounce outside. Not a lot there. Maybe a gain of two, and that's about it. Only two yards there for McNeekin. No, bring up a third down. Third and about six for the Pirates. And again, I don't think you're in four-down territory here. Maybe you are down two scores. I don't know, but you're still on your own 43-yard line. As Cumberland will come out of the huddle, trying to get something going, just trying to let a spark here. And they'll line up with a uh, shotgun. Three receivers tripped over to the right-hand side. One receiver on the left going to move McNeekin in motion. Looking to throw it his own set. He's under pressure. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to keep it himself. And not enough for the first. Maybe a gain of about uh, two yards for Olmstead. And it'll be fourth down. Fourth and about four. Ball on the 45. The own 45. Olmstead was looking to throw it, but unfortunately the, the pressure just got to him and 
you know, when the pocket collapsed, he had two choices, and that was force the throw or try and step up and make something happen. And he's trying to step up and make something happen, but unfortunately, it'll bring up a fourth down now. It'll be fourth and about four, ball on the 45-yard line. Coach over there talking to Olmstead, talking to McNeekin. As the Pirates will have to run a play, but I think they're going to call a timeout before they get to that point. They'll let the play clock wind down, and now they will take a timeout. So the Pirates will take their first timeout of the game here with a big fourth down looming. It'll be fourth and four when we come back. You'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new that can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. The Pirates will be facing a tough fourth down here. Fourth and four, ball on their own 45-yard line. And I don't know. Uh, This is a tough call for me. I mean, you're on your own 45, so, I mean, you might as well go for it here, I think. But that's why I'm up here and not a coach. I'd go for it. 47 seconds left in the first quarter. But at the same time, you haven't done a whole lot on offense your defense have given up two straight touchdowns on almost two straight plays. So Harmon will be back to punt. Sullivan does not have anyone back to return the punt. Harmon punts that one away. It's a nice little low kick, and it will be take a, a bounce. Not much of a, a bounce at all, really. And it'll be down at about the 20, I'm at the 28th. So Sullivan will take over. Check that. The 29. Sullivan will take over on their own 29-yard line. That's where Christensen, Ballinger, Fryman, and company will take over. First and 10 on their own 29-yard line here with 39 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Already up 14-0 are the sullivan Okaw Valley Redskins. This pirate team trying to find some answer on defense for the Sullivan attack. Christensen. Shotgun. He's got three receivers on the left. One running back. That's Fryman on his right-hand side. Takes a snap. Looking to throw. Looking left. Looking left. Going to throw it up. Going to be caught by Bollinger. And he's going to be brought down after a gain of about six. Check that. That was far line with the catch. Gain of six. I'll bring up second down. Second about uh, three. Three or four. As we may not get another play before the end of the, the quarter. Here with just ten seconds left. Sullivan's getting to the line. I don't know if they'll have enough time. They're trying. They're hurrying. Game clock down to five. Game clock down to four. They're going to get a snap off. Here it comes. Looking to throw is Christensen. Now he's being chased around in the backfield. Break one tackle. Still on his feet. He's going to try and fight forward, and he's got close to the first down. It looks like they'll give him the first down. Did a whole lot of running, but he got only three yards on that one. And 
Yep, they're going to say a first down. First down. So Sullivan will have a first down when we come back after one quarter of play. Cumberland trails 14 to nothing. You're listening to Cumberland Power Football on WCRA. There is nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. It's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. All the way from home, bank from anywhere with First Neighbors online banking and mobile app. First Neighbor Banking, green up in Toledo, firstneighborbank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here. It will be first and 10 for Sullivan here starting the second quarter. First and 10 for the Redskins ball on their own 39-yard line. Three receivers in the shotgun out to the right-hand side. Going to hand it off to Fryman. He's going to break through one tackle at the line. Still on his feet. And he's going to fall down. Ball's on the ground. It's going to be picked up, though, by Sullivan. They're going to say I think he was down on contact anyways. So it'll be a gain of about eight for Fryman. Brings it second and two for Sullivan. Second and two for Sullivan. And like we said, every time you think, okay, well, they're going to pass it. Nope, we're going to do a run here with Fryman. They'll come out shotgun. Three receivers on the right-hand side. Fryman, the lone running back on the right-hand side as well for Christensen. Takes a snap, quick throw. Looking over right side. Got his man down the sidelines, and he lost the football, but I think it went out of bounds. Yep, they say it did go out of bounds, so it'll be enough for a first down. So we'll say inside Pirate territory down to the 47-yard line, so about a uh, eight-yard pass right there. That one was to... Four lines. And it will bring up first and ten inside Pirate territory. The Sullivan team has had one negative play tonight. A couple incompletions and one interception, but that's it. Shotgun again for Christensen. Two receivers on the right-hand side. Going to take snap, hands it off to Prime and look for some running room. Now bounces out to his left side. He's got a hole. He's got one man to beat. He's down to the 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown. Touchdown for Sullivan. It's a 47-yard touchdown run for Fryman here with 10.40 left to go in this first half. As the Pirates just cannot get anything. They can't stop anything. They can't get anything going on offense. And Sullivan has just been in control here early on. There's snap ball down kick is ups on the way and it's good. So extra point is good. We'll make it twenty one to nothing. Sullivan leads. Ten forty left to go in the first half. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. 
Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, peas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. 10.40 left to go in this first half. Pirates trail 21 and up. And this Cumberland team just looking for a spark at this point. There's the kick by England. Again, it's angling out of bounds, and it'll go right out of bounds at about the 44-yard uh, lines where it's going to go out, and we'll have another penalty. So it'll be Cumberland football on the 35. And again, you know, this strategy that Sullivan is, As Coach Watkins is on the field, he, I think he's wanting an explanation. Because here's the thing is Sullivan is kicking it, and it's going out at like the 44-yard line, but then Cumberland is having to take over the 35. So, you know, I, it's a little confusing to me, and now they will – they're going to line it up where it went out of bounds, I believe. Yep, they're going to line it up where it went out of bounds because Cumberland declined the penalty. So Cumberland declined the penalty. They declined the ball going out of bounds, and they'll take over where it went out of bounds at. So it'll be first and 10 Cumberland ball on their own 47-yard line. Shotgun. Trip wide receiver going to move McMeekin in motion. Handoff to McMeekin. Looking for some blocks. Gets one downfield. Got another. Cuts it through one way. Still on his feet. He's down to the 40. 35 30. And he's going to be forced out of bounds. The 30 yard line. And he takes out the uh, the kicker's net there on the sideline. But a big gain for the Pirates. And he's going to be out at the 20, 24 yard line. So we'll mark that as a gain of. Uh, 29 yards there from Blake McMeekin is the longest run of the night and a first down for the Pirates. Maybe that's the spark Cumberland needs. Cumberland now in Sullivan territory. It'll be first and 10 ball on the Sullivan 26-yard line. Pirates going left to right on your radio dial. Trying to make something happen. Trying to just show a, a spark of life in this offense. After the big 29-yard run. They'll come out shotgun. Four wide. Four homestead. Uh, split out evenly on each side. Olmstead takes a snap. He's going to look to throw. Throws it right side. It's going to be caught by Beerman, and he's going to be brought down after a gain of about two. Actually, they're going to mark him for three, so we will mark for three as well. So make it second and seven for the Pirates. Ball in the 23-yard line. That was a nice-looking ball from Olmstead on just a quick out. I just don't know power-wise how much Olmstead has. 
in his arm. I don't know if he can make the deep throws. As Cumberland will come out. Shotgun. McMinkin will be the running back on the left-hand side. Now they're going to move the tight end and Kaiser into the wingback position on the right. Take snap, hand off, looking for McMeekin. McMeekin's got a lane. He's going to break one tackle, cuts across the middle, and he's in for a touchdown. Nope, hold on. Touchdown, yes, I thought I saw a flag. There is no flag. It's touchdown for the Pirates. 23-yard touchdown run for Blake McMeekin, his first of the night. And the Pirates show some life. Here with 9.28 left to go in the half. On a 23-yard touchdown run, and of course that touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank. As now Nebel will line up for the extra point. There's snap, ball down, and it's going to be short. Hit it right into the line. So no good on the extra point. So we will stay at 21 to six. Cumberland Trails, you're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as the Pirates trail 21 to 6. As we're having an issue here on the Cumberland sideline, we're looking for a T. I haven't got the T. As Neville will have the ball teed up at the 40. He'll be kicking off for the Pirates. I see Fryman back deep to return as well as Bollinger or Sullivan. Neville with the kick. It's a little line drive kick. It'll bounce in front of Bollinger, and he'll pick it up, looking for some running room. He's up to the 40, and he's going to be brought down about the 43-yard line. That's where Sullivan will pick over on offense. And Sullivan will take over first and 10. They're going to mark him down at the 42, and that's where the Sullivan offense will take over. Christensen and company. Cumberland has yet to stop Sullivan minus the one interception. That's it. That's the only stop this Pirate defense has made tonight. And that was on the very first drive of the game. Christensen will come out shotgun. Sullivan's been in the shotgun all night. He's got four wide this time to spread out evenly. He's going to hand it off to Fryman. He's going to bounce outside to the left side looking for some running room. And he's going to blow over Blake McMeekin, but he's going to be brought down by Blake. That's uh, about the 40 seven-yard line. So we'll mark him for a gain of seven. Makes it second and three. For Sullivan. Again, every time you think you know what Sullivan's doing, they end up changing it up. You think, oh, they're going to go past the passing game force effectively. 
Nope, we're going to go run this time. So second down. Sullivan will come out shotgun again. Have a kind of a wing back on the right-hand side. Two receivers on the right. Going to move one man in motion. They'll pitch it to the motion man. Looking for some room on kind of a jet sweep. And he's going to be brought down at about the 50. Right at the 50. On the run, that was Mullinger on the carry. His first carry of the night. And we'll say it's a gain of two. Brings up third and about two. All on the 50. Here with closing in on eight minutes left to go in the half. 21 to six. Sullivan leads. The Pirate defense trying to make a stop. Trying to step up and make a big play. At least for the fourth down. Christian Tim will come out shotgun again. Two receivers on his left, two on his right. Running back on the left-hand side as well. Play clock under 10. Christian takes snaps. Going to hand off to Prime, and he's got the first down and more inside Pirate territory. Down about the 48-yard line. That'll be a first down. Another one for Sullivan. As Fryman gets about uh, four on the carry. And it'll be first and ten. Ball on the Pirate 46. So Sullivan inside Pirate territory once again. Although they haven't really been in Cumberland territory much tonight. Both their, all three of their touchdowns have come from 41, 44, and 65 yards out. They'll come out shotgun again. Christensen in the shotgun. Now he's rolling out to his right. He's being chased, rolling out right. Going to throw it up. It's in the air. It's going to be incomplete. Incomplete. He was directing his man. On the far side, I believe that was four lines. He was telling, hey, go deep, go deep. And he tried to throw it up. And unfortunately, just couldn't quite bring it in. Good defense down there by the Pirates. That was McNeekin on the coverage. I'll bring up second and 10. Second and 10 for Sullivan. Ball on the 46. Here with seven minutes left to go, 7.04 to be specific in this first half. 21 to 6, Sullivan leads. They're threatening to score again, though. Second and 10, shotgun again. Christensen, four wide, two on each side, running back and left inside. Going to move one man in motion, fake it to the motion man. He's rolling out. He's under pressure. Now he's going to come back to his right. Still under pressure. He lost the football. It's on the ground, and Pius got it. Pius got it. He lost it on his own, and Cumberland's got it. Cumberland will take over. Christensen was just running with it, and he just lost it on his own. And so Cumberland will take over first and 10 on their own 49-yard line. And so now the Cumberland offense with another opportunity here. You just got done scoring your last drive. Get some points here, and we're talking about it's a different ball game now. First and 10, Cumberland, ball on their own, 49. They've still got some work to do with your Cumberland, but a big break here for the Pirates. That's the second turnover they forced, and they didn't really force anything on that one. Shotgun, and we got a timeout. Coach Watkins had to call a timeout, and he threw the clipboard down. He was not happy. Play clock was down to one. Coach Watkins has to burn his second timeout of the half, so we will take a timeout as well. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. 
Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Cumberland had to take the time out there, and probably not a timeout Coach Watson wanted to take. You had the momentum on your side. And unfortunately, you had to take that timeout because you weren't set up right on the play. Now you'll have to come back out here. Shotgun formation. Running back on the right-hand side. That's Kaiser. McMeekin, the running back on the right-hand side as well. Takes snap. He's going to pitch it out to McMeekin, looking for some running room. And get to the outside, cuts back upfield, gain a couple. He'll get inside of Sullivan territory, and of about three for McMeekin. Down to the 47. Uh, 48, actually. We'll make it second and eight. Second and seven, excuse me. For this Pirate offense. 6.24 left to go. First half, Pirates trail 21-6. Cumberland with a golden opportunity here off the fumble from Sullivan. Cumberland comes out shotgun. Three receivers on the left-hand side. I'm going to move McMeekin in motion. They'll hand it off to McMeekin on the jet sweep, looking to set up something, nothing there, and he'll lose a couple. Loss at two for McMeekin on his 11th carry of the night, and that'll bring up third and nine. As unfortunately, the blocks just never developed for Cumberland. They just weren't there. So it'll be third and nine for Sullivan, or for Cumberland, excuse me. Push back into their own territory, ball on their own 49 yard line. The tip of it may be touching the 50. They'll come out of high formation, two wide receivers. McMeekin the deep back. They're going to fake it to McMeekin, rolling out his own set. He's looking to throw. He's going to throw it up to Harmon. It's going to be incomplete. Throw was a little behind him, and now it's fourth down on your own 50. And once again, Cumberland in a position where they had the momentum from the turnover but couldn't do anything with it, and it looks like they'll be forced to punt. Again, ball on your own 50. But you don't want to give Sullivan super short field, so Harmon will be back to punt. As Cumberland just couldn't do anything with that opportunity that was literally handed to him. And we got a flag. False start on the Pirates. Bottom move, Cumberland back five. It is their first penalty of the night, though, which is a, a good thing for Cumberland. I mean, it's never good to have a penalty, but here we are midway through the second quarter, and you get your first. And what thus far has been a very clean game as far as penalties go. So Harmon will be punting. He's lined up at about the 33-yard line. It's a high snap. He's able to get it, barely gets it off before he... Almost got it blocked, and it'll bounce, and it will keep bouncing, and it'll roll all the way down to the 15. That's where it'll down, and that's where Sullivan will take over. It'll be first and 10, Sullivan down at the 11. That's their own 11-yard line, so a good punt from Harmon. 
Sullivan up deep in their own territory. Or Christensen and Company. And really, this has been a back and forth battle. Neither team, I mean, Sullivan gained the early momentum. They went up 21 to nothing. Cumberland scored. And since that scored, it's really kind of been a, a stalemate. Both teams just kind of there. They seem really able to build much momentum. As Sullivan will come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right. Going to move one man in motion. Bakes it to the motion man. He's going to keep it himself as Christensen is going to be brought down. No gain. As that was possibly Gavin Lewis on the tackle. I believe it was Gavin Lewis. And he got up and fired up after that one. No gain on the play. Make it second and ten. Christensen shotgun through wide receivers on the right-hand side. Christensen surveys the defense, now takes a snap, looking to throw. He's looking right, looking right, under pressure, rolling out to his right. Still looking to throw. Airs it out there. It's going to be caught on the sidelines. Did they say he caught it? Yes, they said he caught it. On the sidelines, what a snag. And that'll be down to the 44-yard line, the Sullivan 44. So we'll say that's a gain of... And do math in my head's never good. About 50, 50 yards on the catch. As it was four lines on the catch. And another first down. Sullivan's going to run it up the middle this time with Fryman. He's going to break one tackle. He's got enough for another first down. Down to the 30-yard line. So we'll say it's a 14-yard gain. And another first down for Sullivan. They're six of the night. Now they're moving the ball very well in this Pirate defense. And it'll be first and 10. Shotgun formation. Now look to throw. Setting up the screenplay. It's caught, jukes back to the left, comes back to the right, broken tackle, another broken tackle, blocked downfield, he's got a blocker, and he's going to go in. No, down at the one, down at the one. Down at the one, he's not in. We'll say it's a 30-yard gain on the pass. That one was Bollinger. Another first down. It'll be first and goal from the one. For Sullivan as they're trying to punch it in again. First and goal. Sullivan will line up. It's like three running backs, kind of like a full house position. Almost a victory formation, if you would, and they're just trying to QB sneak. He's going to get in. Christensen gets in for a yard and a touchdown. 27 to 6. 327 left to go in the half. And 
as we await the extra point from England. As Sullivan just able to maintain the, the blows, Cumberland gets some shots in every once in a while, but Sullivan just able to, to absorb the blows and come back with more blows of their own. If you want to talk about it being a boxing fight, that extra point is no good. It was short. So extra point is no good, so it'll stay 27 to 6. Sullivan leads. We'll be back with more Criminal Empire Football on WCRA. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer this is cumberland high school football on 99.5 and 107.7 wcra welcome back here to cumberland high school as we had a player down at the end of that extra point the sullivan players being helped off the field my vantage point can't see what number that is but he is walking off the field under his own power that is good to see. So Cumberland will be getting the kickoff here. They trail twenty-seven to six with three twenty-seven left to go in the ball game or in the half. Excuse me. England will tee the ball up again. By the way, score update for you: Illinois trails twenty-one-six at last check. They just scored a touchdown, so we're waiting the extra point, but. Illinois trailing at Kansas, 21-2-6. As England has the ball teed up, let's see if he kicks it out of bounds again. That's where he's gone every time. Nope, this will be a little squibber up the middle, and it'll be fallen on by the Pirates at about the 39-yard line. So Cumberland will take over. It will be first and 10 on their own 39-yard line. First and 10, Cumberland. Ball on the 39 for the Pirates as this Cumberland team now trails by three scores. They trail 27 to 6. Here are 327 left to go in the first half. Olmstead will come out shotgun. Shotgun, two wingbacks, two wide receivers as well. Going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off to the motion man. He's looking to throw it. It's McMeekin to throw. He's got Beerman. Beerman caught it at the 30. Cuts back up field. He's down at the 20. A little razzle-dazzle from the Pirates with the jet sweep to McMeekin, who then lined up and threw it. And Cumberland with a big play there down about the 18-yard line. And a 42-yard pass there to Beerman from McNeekin. 
And Cumberland has it now, first and 10 on their own 19. Or excuse me, on the Sullivan 19. Line up shotgun again, wing back on the right-hand side. That's Kaiser, going to hand it off to McNeekin. McNeekin looking for running room on the right-hand side, trying to lower his shoulder, get fight through, and he'll fight through for about five yards, it looks like. Hold on, there is, I believe, a penalty. Maybe I see the head ref talking to one of the Sullivan players. I don't know what about. Right now, I'm marking it as a gain of five. Okay, it was just a little discussion there. So we'll be singing them out five. Ball down around the 14-yard line. Someone's got to try and put some points here. They'll come out shotgun. Two receivers on the right-hand side. That's Beerman and McNeekin are the right receivers. Guys are the running back on the left side. They're going to hand it off to Kaiser, looking for some running room. Not a whole lot there, but he's still on his feet, still trying to move, still trying to move. And they'll say forward progress was stopped. And about a gain of two, it looks like. So it will be third down. The two-yard game by Kaiser. So it'll be about third and... Third and four or so, third and five, somewhere in there. Third down for Cumberland. Shotgun again for Olmstead, and we got a whistle. We got an equipment moment. Okay. Now we're good. Shotgun again for Olmstead. Olmstead takes a snap. He's going to hand it off to McMeekin. Breaks through one tackle in the backfield, but that's about it. Going to get close to the first, down to the 10. Looks like he will be just short, so make it a... Yeah, I think he's going to be just short of the 10. He's going to be down to the 11. So it'll be fourth and about three. Got about a three-yard gain there from McMeekin. So now it's fourth and three on your own 11. I think you got to go for it here. I don't know if kicking it's the right option. And you got to go for it here if you're Cumberland. Be aggressive. Try and put some points on the board here with just a minute left in the half. A minute left, you trail by three scores. They will go for it here. Cumberland crowd trying to make some noise. Olmstead shotgun. Going to move McNeekin in motion. They'll hand it off to McNeekin. Looking for some running room. And I don't think he got it. He was wrapped up at about the 10. And he's going to be short. Give him a yard, and that's it. So it'll be a turnover on downs, and Sullivan will take over first and 10 on their own 10. So it'll be first and 10, Sullivan, ball on their own 10. With 43 seconds left to go in the half. With the Sullivan offensive attack, we know that they can get it up and down the field pretty quickly. Christensen will come out shotgun. Take snap. He's just going to hand it off to Fryman. Big hole up the middle. Here comes Fryman down to the 35, down to the 30, and he's going to be brought down about the 37-yard line, and we're, I believe we'll get a timeout. Well, we will get a timeout while the uh, the chain gang moves. 
down to the 37. So we'll mark it as a 27-yard gain. And we will get actually a timeout from Sullivan here with 35 seconds left. We will stay right here with 35 seconds left in the half, 27 to 6. As let's check on that area scoreboard update. That area scoreboard update brought to you by First Neighbor Bank. As in the second quarter, Mount Carmel all over Robinson, 42 to nothing. It's Arthur over Tri County, 14 nothing. That game in the second quarter at the half, Pena over Piasaw, 16 to eight. It is Clinton over Eureka, seven to nothing. Uh, Sharon. Currently being Warrensburg Latham, 1715. That game in the fourth quarter. Modern day, 22 to 7 over Effingham. That game at the half. As well, St. Teresa over Central AM, 14 to nothing. Farmington over Tuscola, 12 to 7. Taylorville, 15 to nothing over Columbia as well. That's all I got for you on our first year makes scoreboard update. Okay, coming up here in just 35 seconds of game time, we'll have the Wisconsin Building halftime show. We'll tally up the stats for you from that first half. Christensen looking to add some yards to his passing totals before the end of the half. He'll come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on his right-hand side. Ryman, the running back. He's looking to throw. Looking right. Now he'll come back to the left and pump fake under pressure. He's going to step up into the pocket. He's got running room. He's got blockers downfield. He's down to the 50. He's going to be tripped up at about the 49-yard line. Down to the 49. And it will be... About a 21-yard gain and another first down. Back-to-back plays, back-to-back first downs. Both of them on the run. One was meant to be a pass, but Christensen was under pressure, stepped up and just ran it himself. And now Sullivan has it first and 10 on the Cumberland 49-yard line, 26 seconds left. They have two timeouts left. Check out, they have one timeout left. They just took their second timeout. So one timeout left for Sullivan. Here with 26 seconds left. I think if you're Cumberland again, you have to defend against the pass. But unfortunately, Christensen can get up and down the field on his own right. So we'll see what Sullivan does here. They'll come out, I would assume, shotgun. That's the only thing they've been in all night besides the QB sneak. Yes, it will be shotgun. Four wide receivers. Each of them kind of stacked up on each side. So two and two on each side stacked up, one behind the other. Oh, it's going to be handoff to Ryman. And he got about two yards, and that's it. On the direct snap, and they won't take a timeout here. Will Sullivan, now they're going to take a timeout. So Sullivan will take their final timeout with 13 seconds left. A little bit of clock run away there, so we're down to 13 seconds left. Taking their third and final timeout. It will be second and about nine. Here with 13 seconds left. I think at this point, you know, if you're Cumberland, you play for bank. You move everybody back, keep everything in front of you, and just bat the ball down. Because I, I don't think Sullivan will have enough time to get set up and spike it. And again, based off the fact that their extra point the last time was short, just playing short, 
makes me think there's not a whole lot of power in the leg of England. So again, if I'm Cumberland, I'm keeping everything in front of me. Don't let anyone behind me. Sullivan will come out shotgun. Again, stacked wide receivers. Ryman, the running back on the right-hand side. Takes the snap, goes Christian. Looking to throw, looking to throw, looking to throw. Going to throw it across the middle. It's incomplete. So I make it third down with eight seconds left. So we'll get one more play probably from Sullivan here. And again, I, I think if you're Cumberland, you got to keep everything in front of you. Try to uh, prevent defense or a, a three-deep man or whatever whatever you have in your playbook that is. Don't let them score material. That's what I'd call here on defense for the Pirates. Because I would have to assume Sullivan's just going to throw it up. Christensen will have three receivers on his left-hand side. He's got two receivers on his right. One of those is Prime, and he's lined up in the slot. Christensen takes the snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. He's scrambling around, and he's going to be stacked by the Pirates. So Cumberland gets the sack here with one second left. Nope, they didn't get it. They didn't get it in time. So that'll do it for the end of the half. But Cumberland does get the sack. It will be a loss of. We'll say a loss of about seven yards there on the sack by the Pirates. I believe that was Chance Nichols who got in there on the sack. For the Pirates. So after one half of playing Cumberland Trail, 27 to 6, we take a break. When we come back, we'll have stats for you. Well, it's the Scott Billings Center halftime show on WCRA. Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. 
At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Cumberland football is here again. The first neighbor bank is there. It's nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. It's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. All the way from home, pay from anywhere with First Neighbor's online banking and mobile app. First Neighbor Bank in Green up in Toledo, firstneighborbank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Welcome back to the Stats Building Center Halftime Show. Let's take a look at those stats. First for the Pirates, Olmstead, one for two, throwing the ball for three yards. He's two for four, running the ball, uh, two attempts for four yards. Looking to make him one for one through the air for 42 yards. Also has 14 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. Grant Kaiser, two carries for four yards and a fumble. Uh, it's also um, Beerman has two catches for 45 yards as well. The Pirates have two turnovers on the night. One, like we said, was uh, McMeekin. One was Kaiser. And the Pirates, those are the turnovers. For Sullivan it is Christensen. He's gone at six of 20, six 
rushing attempts for 21 yards and a touchdown. And then through the air, 7 of 12, 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one fumble. Uh, it was also uh, Fryman, nine carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. Also, uh, Bollinger has one carry for two yards and three catches for 102 yards and a touchdown. And finally, it is uh, four lines with four catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. The Sullivan uh, Redskins also have two turnovers as well, both of those by Christensen, one on the interception and one on the fumble from Christensen. Uh, Low penalties, Cumberland, one penalty for five yards, and Sullivan with one penalty for 15 yards. But Sullivan definitely ahead as far as the scoreboard goes. Like I said, it's 27-6. Also ahead as far as yardage, uh, it's been Sullivan's offense has just been on fire. Uh, let's see, 210 yards through the air, added to uh, 126 yards on the ground. I mean, that right there is 346 yards. So, I mean, that that's the half. So, this Cumberland team just can't keep going round for round like this. Uh, Cumberland with 45 yards through the air and on the ground. Uh, in three, four, four, uh, 91 yards is what I got the Pirates for. Uh, check that. Nin- 91 on the ground, 45 through the air. So about 130 some yards for Cumberland. That's just, unfortunately, it's not enough tonight for the Pirates. This offense just has not been able to get clicking. And that's something that Cumberland's going to have to adjust as we come out of the half. Again, Cumberland will have the football to start the second half, so at least that's a positive for the Pirates. Uh, again, you're listening to Scott's Building Center Halftime Show. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, Scott's Building, as well as Evapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank, Country Financial, Alert, uh, Curtis Walker and Lauren Holt, Apple Clap, well, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tire Toledo, and the Pluto Democrat, whether you're listening on the radio, on WCRA 1090 AM or 99.5107.7 FM, or maybe you're listening online at EppinghamRadio.com. And if you are, you are listening to the Neil Tire Toledo Effingham Radio stream. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we have the second half still to come of this game. Again, Cumberland Trails 27-6. They will have the ball coming out of the half. Well, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we will have a look at your scoreboard Update from First Neighbor Bank of Area Scores in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go, Pirates. Hey, let's go. Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent, at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. 
When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenham. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren holsapel clap at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer summer is winding down and that means two things at gentry small engine repair they're ready to service your outdoor equipment like chainsaws and leaf blowers need repairs parts or something shiny and new they can help kick off your season go see gentry small engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky illinois winners Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School in the Scotts Building Center Halftime Update. Let's take a look at that first Neighborbank Area scoreboard update. First at the college level at the half, Illinois trails Kansas 28-7. Also, Indiana currently beating Indiana State 24-7, that game in the third quarter. Let's look at a little more locally at the high school level. As Mount Carmel, 45-0 over Robinson, that game at the half. Springfield over Lincoln, 15-6 at the half. Uh, Arthur, 30-0 over Tri-County at the half. Pena, 18-6 over Piasaw, that game at the half as well. Eureka, 28-20 over Clinton at the half as well. Uh, Sherrod over uh, Warrensburg Latham, 24 to 15. That game in the fourth quarter. Modern Day, 22 to 7 over Effingham. That game at halftime as well. Muhammad Seymour, 28 to 14 over Quincy Notre Dame. That game in the half. And Taylorville, 15 to nothing over Columbia. That game in the second quarter. Again, at last check. And we'll try and keep you updated on sports best we can from around the area as we get those sent into us. So. Here at Cumberland, it is 27-6, Pirates Trail. And again, I just, I, unfortunately, I haven't seen a lot of life out of this Pirate offense. It's just, it, every time it seems like Cumberland may be starting to get some momentum, you know, going their way, it's a turnover. It's, you know, a three and out. You know, they, they were gifted that fumble, and then unfortunately they just went and went straight three and out, had to punt it right back, and Sullivan ended up driving down the field again. So, uh, I, I'd like to see a little bit of a life out of this, this firing off, especially starting the, the second half. I mean, they're going to have the, the football. You're down by 21 points. you got to figure out some way to get on the board and get some points in. 
but give credit to Sullivan defensively. I mean, they've done a good job of stopping the running attack of the Pirates, and they've done a good job of just making Cumberland be uncomfortable on the football field. And just Cumberland doesn't look like it's comfortable. They look like they are uncomfortable tonight on the field, and that's something that, you know, Cumberland's going to have to adjust to. They're going to have to deal with that, and they're going to have to try and make the adjustments they can and try and, try and get better if you're the Pirates. So we'll see if Cumberland can do that here coming out in the second half. They will have the football and I think you've got to get points. You have to get points on this first drive of the half. It's not a question of, oh, we want points. No, you have to get points, I think, if you're the Cumberland Pirates. You cannot go empty-handed on this first drive. You have to be aggressive. You have to try and get some points, and that's what I hope to see out of this Cumberland Pirate team coming out of the half is you know, getting some points on the scoreboard. You have to. I mean, there's no if, answer, buts. I think you have to get points this drive you can't wait you've got to get in on this drive and we'll see hopefully see a little bit of urgency from the pirates that's what i'd like to see from cumberland is if cumberland can get a little bit of urgency in their offense and you know try and try and make some plays try and you know whether that be blocking better or whatever the case may be but cumberland's got to do something offensively to get the ball going to get the ball moving and to get some momentum because right now they're flat and not a lot of momentum from this Cumberland team. And hopefully we can see them come out and get a little bit more of that coming here in the second half. Well, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we will have the start of the second half here at Cumberland High School. Here, listen to the Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenham. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as the Pirates will get the ball to start the second half. And again, my keys to the second half is for this Cumberland offense, show some life. Get something going. Get some momentum and finish it off. You know, we have the big play with McNeekin on the trick play where he threw it. Beerman made a great catch, a great cut, and was able to take it down. But you didn't finish the drive. You didn't finish it off with points. You went for it on fourth down, couldn't get it. you got to finish these drives. you got to maintain this momentum, and you got to hope 
if you're Cumberland and Coach Watkins, that if you get some momentum on offense here, because you're going to start with the ball first, that I'll carry over to the defensive side. You need to just start getting the snowball rolling. Right now, the snowball is just sitting there. It's just sitting at the top of the hill. It's waiting to be pushed down the mountain. And right now, the Pirates haven't been able to push it. they got to try and push it, um, both literally and figuratively. I think push the tempo a little bit from the Pirates. Um, I, I, I think they've got to, again, as I talked about, push the urgency new does Cumberland. Because if you let Sullivan score one more time, you're, you're starting to run out of time. You know, 21 points is a big score to come back from. And the other key thing is protect the football. We talked about that in pregame. You know, you got to protect the football. And Cumberland already with two turnovers tonight. They forced two, which is great. But unfortunately, Sullivan's been able to score all their points off the turnovers, whereas Cumberland has yet to score off any of the turnovers they forced. So uh, if you're going to force turnovers, you got to get points off of them. They haven't been able to do that yet, have the Pirates as England will have the ball teed up. Once again, I expect a small little squib kick again up the middle. Looks like the Pirates are kind of ready for that as well. And England has the ball on the tee. We wait the whistle. There it is. And here comes the kick. Again, a little squibber. It'll be falling on. I believe that was Harmon who fell on it. Yes, it was at the 36-yard line. And that is where Cumberland will take over. Actually, they're going to mark him down at the 37. In between the 36 and 37, they'll mark it at the 36 officially. So it'll be first and 10 for Cumberland ball on the 36-yard line. That's where the Pirates will take over. Again, trying to build some positive momentum offensively. Trying to just get something going. Olmstead. Will come out shotgun. Two receivers on the left, one receiver on the right. That's McMeekin. He's the lone receiver on the right hand side. Olmstead takes a snap. He's going to hand it off to Kaiser, looking for some running room up the middle. Nothing. Maybe a yard, if that. Yep, give him a yard. So make it second and nine. There's not a lot of running room up front. This. Sullivan defensive line has done a great job all night of blowing up run plays and stopping this Cumberland rushing attack. As we talked about, when the run fails you, if you're Cumberland, where else do you go? Especially in a game like this where you're trailing big. They'll come out shotgun this time. Four wide receivers. Olmstead takes snap. He's rolling out to his left. Still rolling left. I think he's looking to throw. Under pressure, he's going to throw it up. It's going to be caught. Caught by McMeekin on the sideline. I think he got enough for the first. He did. He made a jumping catch. I think he's got enough for the first. We're waiting on official word. They're going to say, I think he's just short. I think he's going to say, just short. They'll say it's an eight-yard catch by McMeekin. Nope, first down. First down for the Pirates. On the eight-yard pass. So Cumberland has it now first and ten ball on their own 45-yard line. I like seeing that. Olmstead's got to get some confidence back there throwing the football. Again, entering tonight's contest, he had attempted four passes all season long. They'll come out again in the shotgun. Two receivers on the right-hand side. 
takes snap, going to hand it off to Kaiser, looking for running room again, and brought down by a host of Okaw Valley, Sullivan Okaw Valley defenders. Okay, he got two. That's about it. Zero running room tonight from Kaiser. He's averaging about 100 a game. Just not there tonight. So we'll be second and eight. Still positive, still moving forward, though, if you're Cumberland, little by little. Come out shotgun, four wide. Meek in the wide out on the left-hand side. Harmon, the wide out on the right-hand side. Going to move Meek in motion from left to right. They'll hand it off to Meek on the jet sweep. Big block in the backfield, but he's still going to be brought down in the backfield. Loss of about six by McNeek in trying to set up the jet sweep. Sullivan read that one perfectly, and now it's a third and long. It's about third and 14 for Cumberland. Ball on their own 42-yard line. And Sullivan just read that play perfectly. Just got right in there and made the stop. So third and long here from the Pirates. They'll come out of shotgun. Three wide receivers on the left-hand side. Kaiser, the running back, on the left-hand side as well. Olmstead takes the snap, looking to throw. He pump fakes it, throws it deep. Ball to Beerman, too deep. Beerman dove for it, just missed it. As Olmstead just barely missed that one. Oh, I'm sure he wants to have that one back. Instead, it will be third down, or fourth down, excuse me, fourth and 14. Ball on your own 42-yard line, and again, you're going to have to punt if you're Cumberland. Pirates do get one first down, but that's it. Can't build any of that positive momentum we talked about. As Harmon will punt. There's the punt from Harmon. And over end, it'll bounce about the 30. And it will be down in about the 23-yard line. That'll be down by McMeekin. That's where Sullivan will take over. Now this is where, if you're Cumberland, you need that defense to step up and make a stop. You need to try and limit the damage here, and again, try and keep Sullivan out of the end zone and off the scoreboard. As Christian Christensen won't come out again in the shotgun. Got two receivers on his right hand side, one on the left, running back on the left hand side as well as a wing back on the right hand side as well. Snap's going to hand off for Fryman. Fryman, big hole, goes to the left side. He stiff arms one man. He's going to be brought down at about the 30-yard line. Brought down at the 30, gain of eight. The Cumberland player was a little shaken up coming off the field. He was the one that got stiff-armed. That was Logan Gerhardt who got stiff-armed there. Kind of, kind of hurt him a little bit, but he's on the sideline. Sullivan, second and two. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side from the shotgun. Again, going to move one man in motion. They'll pitch to the motion man forward. As he's looking for running room, not a lot there. I think he's short of the first. Maybe one-yard gain. That was Bollinger on the carry. Give him about a yard. If that, we'll say a yard. A yard. 
So we'll be third down here, third and two. For Cumberland, that's where you need to try and get a big stop if you can. Shotgun again. Three wide out for Sullivan. They're all on the left side. One receiver on the right-hand side. Running back on the left. They're going to hand it off to Fryman. He's got a big hole again. And he ran into the official. And was brought down by the official at the 35-yard line. But it will be enough for the first down. As the ref just couldn't get out of the way. He got plowed over by Fryman. It'll be first and 10, ball on the 45-yard line. It will be a first down. First and 10, shotgun again. Two receivers on the left, one on the right. Running back, Fryman on the left-hand side as well. The wing back on the right. Takes down, going to hand it off to Fryman again. Looking for another hole in the middle. Nothing there this time. Give him a yard. Actually make it two. Make it second and eight, ball on the 37. There was seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Again, if you're Cumberland, your defense needs to step up here and make a big stop. You'd like another, you know, gifted turnover if possible, but if anything, you'd like to at least force a punt or just, again, keep them out of the end zone. Cumberland's been able to move the ball pretty well in this Pirate defense all night. Christensen, shotgun, four wide, two on each side. Running back is Fryman on the left-hand side. Take snap, he's looking to throw, looking left, quick throw over the left-hand side. It's going to be caught by Bollinger. Bollinger going to get out to the sideline. He's going to be brought down about the 47-yard line. That'll be enough for the first. Give him 10. Um, the pass play, excuse me, that was the four lines. And another first down for Sullivan. First and 10. For the Sullivan Redskins. Ball on the Cumberland 47-yard line between the 46 and 47. Check that. The Sullivan 46-47. Christensen. Come out again. Shotgun. Two receivers on his right. One on his left. Running back is Fryman on the right-hand side. Going to hand it off to Fryman. Looking for some running room on the left side. Stiff arms one man. Hurdles the man. And brought down inside Pirate territory. And we got a late penalty. And they're going to say a personal foul on Sullivan. So a personal foul on Sullivan. That'll be from the spot of the foul. It'll be a 15-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. And that'll make it a long, long, long way for Sullivan to go. Ball will be back on the Cumberland 29-yard line. It'll be first and about first and 20, I believe. First and 20 for Sullivan. Ball in the 29. Christensen, shotgun, looking to throw. Under pressure, and he's going to be sacked. Sacked in the backfield. He's going to be brought down at the 20 by a host of Pirates. Zach Harmon was back there. I saw Zach Harmon for sure. I think Redfern was in on that one as well. So we'll say a loss of another 
Mustang, another loss of seven to make it second and basically second and 30 for Sullivan. It looked like they were trying to set up a screen pass, but the Cumberland defense got there too quick. Christensen, shotgun again, three receivers on the right hand side. They're going to hand it off to Fryman. Fryman's got a big hole, going to break one tackle, fights through another tackle. He's down to the 40, into the 50, into Pirate territory, 40, 45, cuts back up field, and he's brought down. And that's a first down and a gain of 30. Make it a gain of about 30, 34, 35 yards on that one. And a first down for Sullivan. But Fryman will limp off to the sidelines. It looked like he was just a little banged up in favoring his leg, it looks like. So he will be out for at least this play. It'll be first and 10 Sullivan, ball on the Cumberland 36-yard line. Sullivan will come out, shotgun. Be running back in for Sullivan. That will be Moore, and he'll get the handoff. Looking for a running room up the middle, nothing there. No gain. No gain. To make it second and ten. Ball in the 35. As this Cumberland defense gave up that big run to Fryman. Now again, you just kind of try and hold, hold strong if you're Cumberland. Shotgun, three wide on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left. Takes the snap, does Christensen. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. Going to throw it on the run to the right side. It's going to be caught. Downfield, that's enough for the first down. Spinning away from one defender and finally brought down about the 20. Took three Pirates to bring him down. And that will be another first down. Gain of about 15 on the pass. And that was four lines on the catch. After a 15-yard gain, and now we've got Biffles going off. I'll be heading over the sideline. Check that. I believe that was Bollinger on the catch for 15 on the far side of the field. But he will head off due to the officials. Officials have him head off. I don't know what the reason was for, but... So he'll be out for this play at least, it looks like. Play clock down to five. Christensen, four wide, shotgun, takes down. going to hand it off to Moore, looking for running around the middle, tripped up in the backfield. He's able to fall forward, no gain again by Moore. Makes it second and ten. Second and ten now for Sullivan. Ball on the Pirate 20-yard line. Here with just 245 left to go in the third quarter. And again, a touchdown here would really put the kibosh on any, you know, I mean, it would make it a little bit more difficult for Cumberland to try and come back here. So, again, if you're the defense, you got to try and stand tall. you got to try and make a stop here. Shotgun again for Christensen. Three wide receivers on the left-hand side, one on the right. More the running back on the left-hand side as well. Christensen takes snap. He's looking to throw. Now he's rolling out to his left. Throws it on the run again. Going to be caught for almost a first down. Forward progress. Making just short, so we'll give him nine on the catch. As that was caught by Morty. Aiden Morty. 
his first catch of the game. He'll make it third and about two. Third and two, ball just outside the 10. Christensen comes out shotgun, five wide receivers. Three on the right, one on the left, and Christian's going to run it himself, looking for running room, but the line collapsed. I think he just got back to the line, and that's it. So it'll be a fourth down and about two. No gain on that one. And we have another Sullivan player down. That's the third Sullivan player down on this drive alone. As we talked about it in pregame, that that you know that was the one thing that kind of helped Sullivan back last year. They started off the year over three or three and zero, and then you know the quarterback Christensen went down, and now they dealt with injuries here on this drive to Fryman as well as to Bollinger. Now one of the linemen are down, but he's back up. He's gonna get helped over to the sideline. Actually, he's walking off under his own power. That would be Aiden Mills, the senior lineman. So he'll come off. It'll be fourth and two. Looks like Sullivan will be going for from the 12-yard line. So fourth and two, ball on the 12. Shotgun. For Christensen. Ryman back in at running back. He's going to get the carry. He's got enough for the first and more. Still on his feet. No, check that. It was a fake. Uh, it was kept by Christensen, and he's got enough for the first. Down on the six. Excuse me. Down on the five, a six-yard gain. Another first down, 14th of the night for Sullivan, and it'll be first and goal from the five. First and goal on the five, as that one faked me out as well. I thought for sure Fryman had it. Most of the defense thought Fryman had it, but a good option keeper there by Christensen. Now it'll be first and goal, Sullivan. Ball in the five. Shotgun, three wide receivers on the right. Fryman, the running back on the right-hand side as well. Takes a snap, does Christensen. He's rolling out to his right, gets a block from Fryman. Still pointing, trying to throw. He's going to throw it right as he's hit, and it's caught for a touchdown. Caught for a touchdown, a six-yard touchdown pass. In the back corner of the end zone. And Sullivan put six more up. That one was to four lines from six yards out. His second touchdown catch of the game. Here with 46 seconds left to go in the third. As England will line up. Actually, it looks like they may be going for two. They will go for two after the mixed spectra point last time. Shotgun. Three wide receivers on the left. Christensen takes the snap. He's under pressure. Under pressure. And he's just going to heave that one up. He's got a man all alone, and it's going to fall incomplete. Couldn't quite get it to him. And so the two-point conversion is no good for Sullivan. So it will be 33-6. to six. Sullivan leads. We'll be back in just a moment here on WCRA. 
McNeil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. As the Pirates give up another touchdown, it's 33 to six. Cumberland trails Sullivan. As we await the kickoff here from England, a little squibber again. It'll hit off of Harmon's foot and it'll be down by the Pirates at about the 37-yard line. It hit off Harmon's foot and it was almost able to be ground by Sullivan, but luckily the Pirates were able to fall on it. And it will be Cumberland football. That was Waylon Thornton who fell on the ball and down it, and it'll be down to 36, and that's where the Pirates take over. First and 10, 44 seconds left to go, third quarter, it's 33 to 6, Cumberland trails. Olmstead will come out, shotgun. Right back on left-hand side as Kaiser going to move McMeekin in motion. They fake it to McMeekin, throws it up for Beerman, and Beerman with a one-handed catch. He's still on his feet. He's down to the 15-yard line. What a catch for Beerman. A big play right there from the Pirates. Not a 52-yard pass. To Beerman. And Cumberland's going to go no huddle. They'll go shotgun again. Three wide. And we got a. Here we go. Now everything's set up. I go no huddle. Take snap. Quick throw out to the right hand side to McMeekin. Trying to set up the screen. McMeekin kind of stumbled. He did catch it, but it'll be a loss of about two. And Marking for a loss of one. So it'll be second down here with 18 seconds left. I don't think we'll get another playoff. It doesn't look like it. That'll be the end of the third quarter. Pirates trail 33-6 to six with one quarter left to play. You're listening to Come On Pirate Football on WCRA. Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights, and players in uniform get free. Small cones. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. 
Welcome back here. Start of the fourth quarter. It will be Cumberland football. It'll be second and about uh, 11 or 12 for Cumberland. Ball inside the 20-yard line of Sullivan after the big 53-yard pass play. Cumberland will try to get some points here with just 12 minutes left to go in the game. They trail 33-6. to Ball come out shotgun. Two hours here is on the right, one on the left, one wing back on the left-hand side. Got a movement, making in motion. They'll hand it off, though, to Kaiser, looking for running room, and nothing there. About one, maybe maybe a yard. That's his fifth carry of the night for Kaiser. And he's got eight yards on five carries. Just had to have the running room tonight, and they'll make it third and 11. Third and 11 for the Pirates. And unfortunately for Cumberland, this offense just has not been able to get the running game working. When the running game's not working, it's just this isn't a, a pirate team that can uh, be very successful, at least at this point in the season. Now they'll come out shotgun, two wide receivers on the right-hand side. Guys are the running back. Olmstead rolling out to his right. He's under pressure, tries to get away from the sack and does, but he won't get away from the second one. So they'll force him all the way out of bounds. And that'll be a loss of, we'll mark a loss of six. So a loss of six makes it fourth down from the 21. Uh, fourth and about uh, 15 for the Pirates. So fourth and 15 for Cumberland. Obviously, you're going to go for it here. You trail. You're in your, you know, you're deep in Sullivan territory. You might as well go for it here. Ball on your own 21-yard, or ball on the Sullivan 21-yard line. You've got to get it down to about the five, it looks like, or first. Olmstead will come out with an empty backfield. They'll be all alone in the shotgun. Three receivers on his left, two receivers on his right. Olmstead takes a snap, looking to throw. He's under pressure, steps up into the pocket, and not a lot there, and he's going to be brought down. That'll be a turnover and downs, make it a loss at two. As the pocket just collapsed, he had no time to throw. Looked like he had maybe one read, and, and that was about all the time that Sullivan allowed him. And that, that clock was ticking in his mind. He had to felt like he had to go. But unfortunately, just not enough. So Sullivan will take over. It'll be first and 10 for the Redskins. First and 10 ball on the 24-yard line for Sullivan. Christensen will come out once again, shotgun. Two receivers on the right, one on the left. As they move that receiver back to the left, they fake it to him, give it to Fryman instead. Fryman looking for some running room up the middle, give him about three. That's his 14th carry of the night. Actually give him two. Here we're just 9.50 left to go. It's 33-6. to Sullivan leads. They have the football. Second and eight. Ball will be on the 26-yard line. Shotgun again for Christensen. One receiver on the left. Three receivers on the right. Going to move one man in motion. They'll give it to the motion man on the little pitch. 
going to be wrapped up in the backfield by McMeekin, and there's a flag on the play. That was, that carry was Bollinger. It'll be a hold, though, on Sullivan. So a hold on Sullivan. Looks like maybe a loss of one, but instead we'll replay it. So Sullivan with another penalty. And we'll mark off 10 yards. It'll be a 10-yard penalty. Now three penalties on the night for 40 yards for Sullivan. Cumberland still in with one penalty on the evening. And if you're looking for positives for this Cumberland team, that's a positive. It'll come out. It'll be second now and about 15. Shotgun. Once again. Going to move it, fake it to the motion man. Going to hand it off instead of Fryman up the middle. Looking about a gain of one for Fryman. And at this point, I think Sullivan's just content with running the football and draining clock. It'll be third and 15. Actually, third and 19. So they're in about 19 here with 8.30 left to go in the ballgame. 33-6, to six, Sullivan leads. We'll see if they are aggressive here or if they're just content. Shotgun. Three receivers on the left-hand side. Going to take the snap. Christian looking to throw. Going to throw it up, and it's going to be incomplete. Nobody out there. And I'll bring up fourth down. Meekin almost had the interception, but it's just out of his reach as well. That'll bring up fourth down on your own 15-yard line. I think you have to punt. I don't know how much of a, a well, it looks like Christensen will be punting. He's going to stand at about the five-yard line or so. That's where he'll punt from. It'll be McMeekin back deep to return the punt. He'll stand right in between the 45 and the 50. Now we're drifting closer to the 50. There's the snap. Christian with the punt. It's a high punt, not very deep. And it will take a Cumberland bounce and bounce backwards, and it will be down. Just at about the 32-yard line. That's the Sullivan 32. They'll officially mark it down to the 33. So Cumberland will take over first and 10 on, their own, on the Sullivan 33-yard line. First and 10 for the Pirates. We'll see what Olmstead and company decide to do here with 8.13 left to go in the ballgame. 33-6. to six. Pirates trail. Olmstead comes out. Shotgun. Three receivers bunched up on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left. Quick snap. Going to get it over to Kaiser. Nothing there. Still fighting, though, but he's going to be for a loss. Looks like they were trying to set up a screen, but Sullivan blew it up. So a loss of five on the catch. By Kaiser. They get second and 14. Well, on the 37-yard line. Come 
Allen will come out again. Shotgun, two receivers on the right-hand side. That's Beerman and McMeekin on the right. And to the running back on the right-hand side as well. Olmstead takes snap. He's rolling out to his right. Under pressure. Going to throw it up. It's going to be caught by McMeekin. A great diving catch by McMeekin. And we'll say it's about a, about a 10-yard gain on the diving catch by McMeekin. That makes it third and about five. Third, yeah, third, four, five, somewhere in there. All be spotted about the 27-yard line. I'll line up wishbone with the Pirates. Also trying to get them to jump. They didn't. Handoff will go to McNeekin looking for running room on the left-hand side. Jukes one man, Jukes another, cuts back upfield. He's still on his feet. He's still on his feet, and McMeekin's going to get in. Touchdown, Cumberland. Blake McMeekin with a 26-yard touchdown run. As that touchdown, of course, brought to you by First Neighbor Bank. Here with 6.32 left to go in the ballgame. 26-yard touchdown run from McMeekin. As Cumberland will line up for two. The Pirates will go for two here. And instead, we're going to get a timeout from Cumberland as they couldn't quite get the right play figured out. The Pirates had to take a timeout. So we'll take a 30-second timeout as well. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here. Let's get you an update on some scores with the first team remakes forward update. First of all, fighting Illini. They trail Kansas 34 to 7 with 313 left to go in the third quarter. Indiana over Indiana State 38 to 7. That game with 718 left to go in the fourth quarter. More locally at a local level here for high school football. We'll get you some scores here in just a moment as Cumberland will try for the two point conversion here. Lineup shotgun four wide for the Pirates. Olmstead takes the snap. Quick throw. Right side missed his man, and it'll fall incomplete. So the two-point conversion is no good. So it will stay a 33-12 ball game here with 6.30 left to go. And like I said, let's take a look at that first neighbor bank scoreboard update. As at last check, it was Mount Carmel, 45-14 to over Robinson. That gave him the fourth quarter. Arthur 36 to 8 over Tri County in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, Piasaw and Pena tied at 22. That game in the fourth quarter uh, is Eureka over Clinton 35 to 20 in the fourth quarter. 
Casey all over Newton, 40 to nothing. Paris over Marshall, 26 to nothing. With those games in the fourth quarter, Farmington over Tuscola, 26 to 14. Modern day, 29-14 over Effingham. That game in the third quarter is Lawrenceville all over only 36 to six. That game in the third quarter, Mount Zion, 14-7 over Salem at the half. Here's St. Teresa over Moequa. Central A&M, 14 to 10. That game at the half, Charleston, 23 to 12 over Jerseyville. That game in the first quarter, Muhammad 28-14 over Quincy Notre Dame. That game at the half as well. Taylorville, 15-0 over Columbia. That game is final. And to stay updated with scores, make sure you visit our website, fmradio.com. As it will be Cumberland kicking off, Neville will be kicking off for the Pirates. As Cape, they're going onside, and it will be recovered by Sullivan. They'll be down by Sullivan about the 43-yard line. As that was, excuse me, 47-yard line. As that one will be down by James Feldkamp, the sophomore. For Sullivan. That's where the Redskins will take over. First and 10 ball on their own 48-yard line. 629 left to go in this ballgame. It's 33 to 12. Sullivan takes snap. Fryman's going to get the handoff. Looking for running room on the left side. Breaks one tackle. Breaks another. And he's going to be brought down after about an eight-yard gain inside Pirate territory. That's his eight, uh, 16th carry of the night. Gets him inside Pirate territory. As... It will be second down about eight or so. Shotgun again for Sullivan, four wide. And off we'll go to Fryman again. Big hole up the middle, and he's going to be brought down at about the 45-yard or 35-yard line. It will be another first down, gain of about 10. And another first down, 15th of the night for Sullivan. There was 5.30 left to play. 33-12 is our score. Sullivan leads. Sullivan got out to a 21-0 lead, and they've been able to maintain that 3-4 lead for most of this ballgame. Sullivan will come out shotgun. Four wide, two split on each side again. They're going to hand off to Fryman again. No gain this time. Maybe about a yard. We'll give him a yard. Make it second and nine. Ball on the 35-yard line. Second and nine. Ball on the 39-yard line. 35-yard line. As Sullivan will just drain clock here. No reason not to. As that play clock now will get down to 15 seconds, and now they'll break the huddle. Game clock down to 4.20 left in this ballgame. Sullivan, again, shotgun. 
Move one man in motion. They'll pitch it forward to the motion man. They're looking for some running room. Not a lot there. And he'll be brought down as that was Kyle Corkill on the carry. Give him a yard. Make it third down. Third and eight. Ball on the 34-yard line. Again, no hurry from Sullivan at all. They're just going to let the play clock wind down. Well, now they're going to actually step up and take a snap. It will be third and nine. Third and eight, excuse me. Shotgun. Three wide on the left. One on the right. Now that they're all lined up, they're just going to sit and wait. Play clock down to ten. Hand off to Fryman, looking for a running room, and he's not going to get the first. He'll be down at about the 30, so give him a gain of five. And it will be fourth down. It'll be fourth and four for Sullivan. And again, I think you'll go for it here if you're Sullivan. He's trying to ice this game. Fourth and four, ball on the 30-yard line. As barring a miracle, Sullivan is going to start out 3-0 and on the season, knocking off three of the big heavy hitters in the Lincoln Prairie. Takes a snap, hands off to Fryman. Nobody's going to throw it. It's play action. He's got a man open. Too, too deep. Too deep. Just missed him. He was looking. For four lines. Four lines jumped up to try and get it, and instead it'll be a turnover on down. Just missed him. He had him he had him in the end zone. He just over overthrew it a little bit. That'll be a turnover on down, and the Pirates will take over. Two thirty three left to go. Cumberland still trails tw- by twenty one points. It's thirty three to twelve with two thirty three left to go. Rolling with two timeouts left as well. First and 10, ball on the Cumberland 30-yard line. They'll come out, shotgun, three wide receivers on the right-hand side for Olmstead. Olmstead looking to throw. Going to throw a deep ball down the right sideline. It's going to be incomplete. That'll be second and ten. He had McNeekin, I believe, down there. McNeekin was covered heavily, but I don't know if McNeekin could have made a play on that one. It may have been heading out of bounds anyway. Make it second and ten. 2.24 left to go. 2.24 left to go in the ballgame. It is 33-12. Okay, coming up post-game, we'll have a look at your stats for you. Of course, a look at the final stats brought to you by Coffee and Creams. Wells will announce our country financial Curtis Walker. Lauren holds half a clap play of the game. Wells, our defensive player of the game, brought to you by Gentry Small Engine Repair. Cumberland will come out. Looks like shotgun, possibly. It will be shotgun. Three receivers on the left-hand side. One receiver on the right. Takes snap. Does Olmstead. He's looking to throw. Looking left. He's going to throw it across the middle, and it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted back the other way. Here comes Sullivan. Breaks one tackle. Down the sideline. Down to the 40. Now cuts back upfield. And he's going to be brought out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. And Sullivan's sideline is fired up. And that player who got the interception is fired up. That was Bollinger on the interception. As 
Another interception, another turnover for the Pirates. That's three of them tonight. I think Cumberland was just kind of in heave desperation mode, and Olmstead just kind of threw that one up there. And it was intercepted. So we'll be first and 10 Sullivan. Ball will be at the Cumberland 34-yard line. Shotgun for Christensen. Sam's going to hand it off. Nope, he's going to keep it himself on the option. Keeps it on the option. He's got a lane. He's down to the 20, 25, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. And Christensen will run it in from 35 out. There is a flag. There is a flag, and it'll be a hold on Sullivan. So it'll be coming back. That one will be coming back. So penalty will be on Sullivan. That'll be another loop 10 yards from the spot of the foul. Which spot of the foul will be from about the 29-yard line. Oh, a, a clipping foul. Final actually 15. So it'll be 15-yard penalty. Fourth penalty of the night for 55 yards for Sullivan. They'll have it now first and tw- uh, first and yeah, first and 20. Ball on the 44-yard line. That's the Cumberland 44. Shotgun again. Four wide. Four Christensen takes the snap. Going to hand it off to Fryman this time. And he'll be tripped up close to the line. Check it. That was more on the carry. Give him about two. We'll bring up second down, second and about 17. There were just 140 left to go in this ballgame. Like I said, barring a miracle, Sullivan's going to move to 3 0. The Pirates fall to 2 1, and Sullivan will knock off three heavy hitters of the Lincoln Prairie convincingly in Villa Grove, Arcola, and Cumberland. Christensen. Shotgun again, takes a snap, hands it off again to Moore. Moore looking for running room, cuts back to the right. He's got blockers downfield. He's to the 30, 35, down to the 20, and he's going to be brought down inside the 20, but a big gain right there for Moore. They get a 23-yard gain for Moore, another first down for Sullivan. Here with just 18, on the 18-yard line. There's just one minute left to go. Final minute of play here. And we'll see if we just see Sullivan take a knee. And again, Sullivan, 33-12, to 12, gets the win here tonight against the Pirates. And then we'll line up victory. Will Sullivan. As Christensen's just watching the play clock, making sure it gets down. Take a snap, and he'll take a knee. And that will do it here tonight. Sullivan gets the win, 33-12. to 12. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at your final stats. Again, brought to you by Coffee and Creams in just a moment. 
You're listening to Criminal Parent Football on WCRA. The projects get done and you don't have the equipment you need? Try Scott's Building Center in Greenup. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo, open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide 
We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those... Also had one fumble as he was 10 for 19 uh, running the ball tonight as well. Fryman, 19 carries for 180 yards and one touchdown. It was also Moore who carried it four times for 25 yards. It was Bollinger. Bollinger had two carries for three yards, but he had six catches for 124 yards and two touchdowns. I checked that. He had four catches for 117 yards. It was four lines who had uh, six catches for 124 yards and two touchdowns. So there's a look at your final stats. And again, final stats brought to you by Coffee and Creams. Now it's time to announce our uh, country, uh, Lauren Holsapple Clap, Curtis Walker Country Financial Lauren Holsapple Clap play of the game. 
And I'll say the play of the game. We'll go to uh, we'll go to the big sack at the end of the first half uh, that prevented Sullivan from getting any more points on the board. Um, that'll be our our play of the game. Um, you could also use the McMeekin uh, interception as well as your play of the game. But I'm going to go with the the big sack at the end of the uh, first half that again prevented any more points from being scored here tonight. So. Uh, Uh, play of the game as Cumberland Falls here tonight. Like we said, final score, 33-12. As Coach will be joining us here in just a moment. Let's take a look at some other scores from around the area. Our first neighbor bank area scoreboard update, probably the final time we will check on this scoreboard for tonight as it's Arthur 36-16 to over Tri-County. That game in the fourth quarter at last check. Pena over Piasaw 30-22 to in the fourth quarter as well. Uriqua, 35-20 over Clinton in the fourth quarter. Casey over Newton, 40-4 in the fourth quarter. Mount Carmel got the win over Robinson, 45-14. Farmington beating Tuscola, 40-34, that game in the fourth quarter. Muhammad Seymour, 42-14 over Quincy Notre Dame, that game in the third quarter. Mount Zion, 21-7 over Salem, that game in the third quarter as well. Modern Day, 29-14 over Effingham in the third quarter. Lawrenceville, 36-6 to over Olney in the third quarter. Greenville all over Gillespie, 33 to nothing in that game in the third quarter. St. Teresa, 14-10 over Central A&M in the third quarter. Charleston, 23-12 over Jersey in that game in the first quarter. Paris got the win over Marshall, 26 to nothing. It was uh, Sherrod getting the win over Warrensburg-Latham, 24-15. Taylorville got the win over Columbia, 15-0. And then don't forget, tomorrow... It will be St. Louis Roosevelt taking on Shelbyville. That's kind of a look at uh, games from around the area as the Pirates ball here tonight. Let's uh, take one last look at that uh, fighting Illini score, if we can, see if the Illini made a miraculous comeback to get the win here tonight against Kansas. As Indiana got the win over Indiana State, 41-7. to and with 12.55 left to go in the game, it is Kansas 34, Illinois 15, Illinois with the ball, though. So uh, maybe not all over completely yet for the Illini, but uh, definitely uh, not trending the right way there as they trail 34-15. to 15. Here at Cumberland, final score was 33-12. to 12. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have an interview with Coach Watkins and our wrap-up of tonight's game. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA.
7-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Welcome in the Cumberland Pirates football postgame show on 99.5-1077 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. As Coach Watkins joins us here tonight, and uh, Coach, not the end result we wanted. Uh, we talked last week about how this was a good Sullivan team that we were facing, and uh, you know the, the Pirates gave it all they had tonight, but unfortunately, uh, a loss tonight for Cumberland. Yeah, I mean they're that's a good team. That's, that's as good as a team. I think I said earlier this week that we're going to see. I mean, there's a reason why um, people feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. they're good. They got kids, skill kids. Got a great quarterback, skill kids everywhere. Uh, good line, big physical. Like Tom, I've been saying, you know, for the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, well, you know, we played okay, but we just it's the same stuff over and over again. It's getting so annoying that we shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, we get a big turnover to start the game, get momentum, and then we stall down here. Then we turn uh-huh. the football over, give them a short field. It's just, and it just snowballs, you know, and it's just stuff that we can't do and stuff that we preach on. And we've got to figure this out um, because you see what happens when you do it against, you know, good teams. And one thing I, I, I thought, if you want to look for positives tonight, I think Olmstead played well at quarterback in the times he had to throw. Um, he was under some distress a lot, had to roll out a lot, trying to get away from from some of that coverage, but I thought he, he, for not throwing the ball much this season, I thought he looked pretty good when he did throw the ball. Yeah, he has the ability, you mm-hmm. know, to do that. I mean, we didn't have to do that week one and two, and to be perfectly honest with you, we didn't want to show Solvin anything, you know, the first right. two weeks. we um, Some of the stuff we did tonight, you know, when we did have the big plays, I mean, we love those plays, but I didn't want to show it to him, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and thinking we could kind of maybe catch him off guard, and we did a couple times, but again, they were just... Um, too physical up front, I felt like. Our line struggled all night. Um, they did a good job of containing Blake. We couldn't really get him outside. He couldn't get going. Uh, Grant had trouble going inside, you know, as well. And, and hats off to them. You know, they had us, had us scouted well and kind of know what we wanted to do. But um, they were, like I said, big, physical up front. We had kind of a hard time finding, you know, anything positive, you know, offensively. And then we couldn't do anything really to stop them defensively as well. Well, defensively, you still forced, I mean, one may have been a, a miraculous fumble, but you still forced two turnovers on the night. Um, you know, I know Cumberland had three turnovers, but that last interception, I kind of, that was a throw-up ball. I, I, you know, that it counts, but it doesn't count. But the other thing, you know, we talked about all, you know, thus far this season was penalties. I only have the Pirates down for one penalty for five yards. That's a positive. That was better. You know, yes, that, that was better. But, again, the, the turnover mm-hmm. is, is the turnovers is what we preach constantly. You know, we work on that stuff, trying to prevent those. And, and it reared its ugly head tonight. It, it did, and that's something I know that uh, as a coach – uh, we'll, we'll say annoys you just a little bit that uh, the, the turnovers and the penalties, you got half of it taken care of. And uh, now we look ahead after tonight's game, and uh, I was you know talking pregame coach, and, and this is really kind of a stretch that's going to show us what the Pirates are made of. Villa Grove on the road next week, and then Arthur and Arcola here at home, uh, probably four of the toughest teams in a row for the Pirates. What are you? What's your mindset, and what is the team's mindset heading into the Villa Grove game this week? Well, we'll get, get back to work Monday. You know, we'll watch film all weekend and, and get back to work. And I just told the kids we've got to get better. And I told, I looked at all the young kids, and I said, you guys have got to step up. You know, we have a lot of young kids playing, and they can't get the wide eyes, and they can't. You know, they've got to come to play. I mean, this is week four next week. I mean, you've been playing varsity football for four weeks. You've got to start figuring this stuff out. Um, you know, the first two games were against not as good opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of cut our teeth there, but we've got to figure some of our sophomores that are playing for the first time have, have got to get better. I want to see improvement. We got a lot of juniors that are playing for the first time too, and those guys have got to get better. 
Um, so I'm hoping to see improvement this week. Uh, we'll have a, a scouting report, you know, on Villa Grove. We know them very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough place to play to go on the road. Um, so we'll have we'll have them prepared, ready to go, um, and it won't be easy. It'll be another you know difficult difficult opponent, but um, that's that's part of it. And then not looking forward, but then Arthur after that, and mm-hmm. Arthur just beat Villa Grove last week by yep. eight. So yeah, this is the tough part of the schedule. So we're gonna have to get to the grind and. Uh, and hopefully we can we can find a way to win. All right, Coach. Well, we will talk to you later on in the week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next Friday night as well. Okay, thank you, Eric. Coach Watkins joining us here on the postgame show. For Will back in the studio, getting us on and off the air. And for Coach Watkins joining us here, this is Eric Fry saying we'll talk to you next Friday night when Cumberland takes on Villa Grove. Till then, have a great and a safe rest of your weekend.